Hey folks, a quick little note that I recorded after the live recording. In this episode, we uploaded and displayed several shots from the trailer itself. I highly recommend that you listen to this episode on the ACAST player. They're not paying us to promote it, and I do use it myself. The reason I highly recommend it is because we're allowed to upload images and timestamp them along with our commentary. So this allows us to put some images in even when you're listening to an audio-only podcast, and you can scroll through them after the fact. They're not limited to just popping up when we're talking about them. So you can review them at your leisure, let's say, if you're listening to this while you're driving. You shouldn't be looking at images while you're driving. So it's a really great feature, and it'll allow you to get a better idea of what we're talking about. So highly recommended. The player is free, and it's available in iOS and Android. But either way, enjoy the episode. I think you'll get a lot out of it as we get ready for Season 7. All right, everybody. Hey, we're live here on a Thursday, only a couple weeks away from Game of Thrones Season 7, and the hype is real especially after this latest trailer, which a lot of people are calling the best Game of Thrones trailer ever. Now, maybe there's a little recency bias in there because every trailer is great. We've always, there's never been a trailer where I said, boy, that sucked. But (laughs) this one was particularly exciting. So we're going to take a lot of questions. We're going to break it down. And we've got some special guests with us as well. First off, returning for Game of Thrones season. Y'all haven't seen him in about a year. We got Sean of House Beard coming back. And on the other side of the internet, I'll say, (laughs) we have our good friends from Game of Owns. We've got Zach and Hannah. Say hello. Hey. Nice to be here. And thanks for coming on to our podcast as well, for everyone listening. This is the amazing team of History of Westeros, who we have had the privilege of podcasting beside for years now, who we're actually going to be able to officially meet next week. Yeah, it's really exciting. It's going to be awesome. So yeah, this is a joint episode of Game of Owns and History of Westeros, which is fun. We have a great community that allows us to do things like this, just to hop on a call together, throw our video cameras and webcams up, get some headphones and get some images, and yeah. we'll have a lot of fun with this. Speaking of a great community, only a couple weeks, less than a couple weeks, well, we're like days. nine days away from mm-hmm. Con of Thrones, eight days away. So all of us are going to be there, and we hope that to see a lot of you guys there. How hype is everybody about Con of Thrones? I have to be there on Tuesday, so it's like a lesser for me. <laughs> you have to be there. You get to be there before, on Tuesday. Yeah. I was trying to find a way that I could be there on Friday, but I found out that it wouldn't, wouldn't really be possible. But uh, we'll be there early, and you guys, will be, I, I'm excited. I'm so excited. Yeah, we are too. It's going to be so much fun. The community is great. Being around a lot of people that love Game of Thrones and have an equal level of obsession is really just a unique experience that I can't really describe. It's just something you have to have for yourself mm-hmm. so hopefully we see as many of you there as possible i by the way have been have been to that venue before and it's Ooh. it's so a, oh, an yeah. attraction it's really impressive awesome it's uh it's it's unbelievable how it feels like you're in a theme park and it kind of feels like they made a theme park for a convention for game of thrones as far as mm-hmm. the locations are concerned we've Whoa. got kind of a mix of the uh if you're th- if we're talking about the tv show if we look at interior locations like uh the stuff they shoot in dorn we're pretty much going to be walking in that there's wow. actually a, a place i told you about this 
I, Aziz, that I wanted to hide behind a waterfall. I found a waterfall that you can hide behind. <laughs> really? <laughs> I did. There's a waterfall excellent. that you can hide behind. And so that's pretty cool. So <laughs> it's it's full of surprises. There's lots of, I don't know. I know that Hannah's been doing nothing but playing pool parties that's, for the weekend. I don't true. know. If she, I know Shea's not on camera, but I know she's got a lot of plans. You guys are on a lot of panels. Yes, we are. Yes, yeah, so Shea, of course, running production over here. She's just to my left, but production is a full-time job during this, <laughs> uh, during a live feed like this. She's taking questions, managing the chat room, managing our stream. So Hard to also answer questions. Plus, we only have so much camera space here. Usually, I do right. all the production work. And <laughs> now's your moment to now shine. Now, Shay is trying to steal my thunder out of nowhere. Yeah, I know. It's I feel really, like we, really need, we need maps. The game of own side <laughs> of things need maps. I'm just like in my kitchen. It's not, I feel so inadequate. <laughs> I have a dire wolf, but he's asleep over there. He might show up later. <laughs> I'm not sure. I wonder if our, we, we're always worried about our dire cats interfering with <laughs> our <laughs> streams and, and mm. plans. By worried, you mm. mean hopeful. Yes. Mm -hmm. People often like, hey, how come your cats didn't get on the stream? I'm like, well, they didn't want to. <laughs> Who knows what cats will do or won't do? Just realized we did not tweet that we were live right now. So excuse me for 30 seconds. Gotta let the people <laughs> good know. Good idea. Good idea. <laughs> now, we just to clarify what we're doing today, like I said, we're covering the trailer, especially this recent trailer. We'll probably bring up some stuff from the first trailer as well. But we're not going to have any spoilers from set photos or leaked script stuff. Only the trailer stuff and no book spoilers either. We're trying to keep it all very show-oriented only. There's a time and place for all the different subtopics of Game of Thrones, The Song of Ice and Fire crossover. But this is going to be Game of Thrones only without any spoilers other than what we can glean from these trailers. So I just want to make that very clear. So if you're asking questions in the chat room... Or if you ask questions ahead of time, we're not going to take any questions that revolve around any sort of book-oriented stuff. But there will be a time and place for that during the season. We do have our book-to-show analysis, and you guys do your things as well, and you get some book discussion in there as well. But today, that is not what's happening. Something new, though, that I'm very excited about is we have some images that we're going to bring out. We've done some screen capturing. We took a very long look at this trailer, and... We're going to be able to put some images on screen, which is something we've never done before. So that's exciting. Um, I have a little extra hype for these images. Why not, right? The images are what get us mm -hmm. so excited. We don't have, mm -hmm. even though this trailer did have some dialogue in it, which in fact, why don't we start with that? Let's talk about that dialogue. What did you guys think of that first bit? Littlefinger talking to Sansa there. Well, probably talking to Sansa, right? right? It's not 100% certain. Any thoughts on that? I thought it was in general at first some pretty good advice. <laughs> I saw her walking. I saw her walking and I, I was just thinking about all the things that must be going on in her head. And if we're to look away from how we feel about Sansa as a character personally and just look at the the hints that they're giving us in the TV show of where they're going to take that, she looked disconcerted she during like she the was whole crying almost. King in the North scene and then also in the trailer. So I'm not really sure how that's going to shake out. I thought it was great advice. I thought it's very insightful into Littlefinger's character. It makes sense. He's not out there running around with a sword, but he's still fighting these battles in his mind. And he's considering all the pieces, not just the castle he's in at the moment. And I also think that there's a sort of default expectation, I guess, that he's talking to Sansa because he's been with Sansa and they're showing us Sansa. But I think it makes at least as much sense for him to be talking to John. It is possible. Yeah, because, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I would agree with that. And it's also I saw an interesting suggestion. I think it might have come from one of one of the listeners, one of the uh, someone watching the video or maybe commenting. I don't see it here. So I don't remember where it came, where the idea came from. But I thought it was clever. The idea is that maybe this is like 
he's about to be executed and he's yeah. saying this as like a last words. Yeah. Is that what just somebody's think wishful that? thinking maybe? Right. I don't think that that's far <laughs> off though. I think that like, I, you see him lurking in the shadows through this whole trailer and especially, <laughs> you know, I heard somewhere as well and been reading everywhere on the internet that he sounds like he's out of breath or that maybe these are his last, last words, but you know, I don't know. I, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised though if that, if that was along those lines. Yeah, I agree with you that that shot of him peering around a corner was just very classic yeah. little finger. Like, I'm looking one eye around yeah. a corner. In the dark. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good visual representation of him. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to show his character. Do you think he's self-aware when he lurks? Do you think he knows that <laughs> yes. he's, you know, <laughs> lurking really around the corner? Yeah. Maybe that's even so proud weird. of himself. Not, not just aware of it, but proud of it. You know? <laughs> so, Your sister. A related question to this would be, let's get everyone to weigh in. Do you think he survives this season? I think he does. I hadn't really considered. I hadn't detected this feedback out there. People thinking those might be his last words. I, I'm assuming he's going to make it through the season. I think it so depends would... on Sansa mm. and what happens with the Stark children, with John and with Sansa. Um, I think that's going to play a big role in where Littlefinger kind of falls this season. Right on. Okay, so let's get our let's look at Winterfell since we just had this look at Sansa, who appears to be walking in the Godswood. I think we I think we all agree on that. We also have a similar shot, apparently in the Godswood, of Bran in a wheelchair here, and this looks also like the Winterfell Heart Tree. And my first question was well, a couple of questions that come from this. First of all, it's cool to see Bran's got himself a little wheelchair, mm-hmm. so he's not being dragged yeah. around on a sledge. It's good right? for That's Mira. good for Mira. <laughs> yeah. Awkward, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Mira's probably a lot stronger now, right? Yeah. She's like, Ugh. but who is this dude? I think it's probably just a maester, the new Winterfell maester. They would have a new maester there, right? I mean, the Citadel. It could be knows. the same one left over from uh, the the one that was with Ramsay. I forget his name. Yeah, it was Maester. I thought we of the B. I think we looked at that guy and he look at this too guy. Different. Yeah. yeah, they look different. That guy was bald, like completely hmm. bald. So. Hmm. And yeah, so it, it's it's probably just a maester. The one thing, uh, uh, whether it's the maester from that was in the last season or not, is maybe not a big deal because if it's a maester, it's just a maester. Right. But right. I don't. The, from that image, you can't really see like a chain. Now he's outside in the cold. He might just be wearing an extra cloak or something. But that's one thing that made me think maybe that's not a maester. But I still think it is. But I will say they have also continually brought in new characters to the show. Absolutely. So even if it's not a maester, it could just be some other Stark loyalist in the north. Once the Boltons are out, just some person who's taking over charge of the castle, you know? Yeah. And and I guess, you know, there's another possibility. I, I definitely think this is Winterfell. Uh, just as a side topic, though, Sam has just gone to the Citadel and and, and yeah. informed them that there's a Mr. Eamon is dead. And, and the guy was really funny, but like, Mr. Eamon is, is, is the maester there. He's like, no, he's dead. He's like, we have not been informed. He's like, yeah, well, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> of course, Sam is too, you know, nervous to be that forward about the information. Yeah. But we're as watchers, we're like, come on, Sam, just, just mm-hmm. you know. Tell them what's up. So, but they would, given that, maybe they've sent a new maester to the wall, which is, I wouldn't want to be that maester. Like, that, talk about drawing the short straws. Like, yeah, we're sending you to the wall right when the White Walkers Yeah, it's a coming. really right. rough time right now. <laughs> Even if the White Walkers weren't coming, the wall still isn't like yeah, the, not the coolest place to be. Spot to get stationed, you know? <laughs> yeah, you're really hoping for like, <laughs> for like Old Town or somewhere close by, someone nice. Yeah, like, no, we're going yeah, to we're gonna send you to Bear Island. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
it could be worse. Yeah, it could be worse. They could open, they could have a new, they could be like, you know what, where we need a maester now? We need one on Skagos. That's what we need one. They could be a Casterly Rock right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's just, right. You know I mean? Bad, bad, Things bad. Yeah. Know. This trailer just, when I watched it, we were working most of the day on other stuff and then I finally got to watch it and I was standing in front of this TV over here and I just was standing with the food that I was eating and I realized that I'd eaten like half of the food like throughout the trailer as it got increasingly more in, intense. Yeah, when it, when, when Beric Dondarrion ignites his sword with some kind of pyrotechnical skills. Yes. Uh, you better magic. believe that's one of the images we pulled. <laughs> yeah. When he, when he did that, I was just like, this trailer's amazing and then, I don't know, I just... I don't know. I became really sucked into this whole thing, and I think that it's amazing. And I don't. I don't mean to cut into the conversation, but do you guys think it's the best trailer? Because I know we were talking about this off camera. Do you think it's the best Game of Thrones trailer? Does it really matter? But everyone's saying that. Everyone's saying that this is the this is the one. I, mean, I kind of think it might be. I think I it know. might it's be. Really, a lot happens. It's it's very revealing without revealing things that we kind of didn't know were going to happen already. I think you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of spoilery stuff in here, mm-hmm. but huge spoilers. Yeah, stuff. some Brand of them are, got past. He yeah. past the wall. Right. So, in fact, and that's our next image. We've got Brandon Mira at the gate yep. of the wall here, and it's pretty clear if you see it even for a second because you got a sledge and yeah, it's just really straightforward. Yeah. And anyway, so that seems to be something we expected, right? It's a good example of something that we've expected. Like, mm-hmm. oh, Brandon Mira crossing over. That's like, oh, it happened, but it's also not a I didn't expect to be showed it in a trailer, yeah. though. So okay. that was, yeah. it's like, what else do you have to show us? I missed it the first time, mm. though. Did you catch it the first time you're watching through the trailer? Because it took me mm-hmm. a couple times <laughs> of my 500 times. Uh, <laughs> I've only seen them. it once now. So. I kind of want to watch it again. <laughs> Hopefully, can we watch it at some point in the show? Like, at, I don't know, it might be a good idea. Mm. I don't think I recognized what it was because it was so fast. Yeah. But as soon as it, you know, it was, it looked like just a couple of figures outside the gate of the wall. And as far as who would be crossing over, that came to mind. Right. Like that, those two people, yeah. like, that makes sense. Absolutely. I'm not sure if it's the best one. I think we're better at analyzing it than mm. ever before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? Yeah, and, yeah. and on one hand, it would make sense to be the best one just because as filmmakers they've gotten better at editing and clipping and you know marketers you know they have gotten the show has gotten ostensibly has gotten better over time yeah so i I wouldn't argue against it being the best one but i haven't done enough careful analysis to Um, say (laughs) but light of the seven is playing in this trailer and it's not playing in any other trailers so i don't know that (laughs) is a great song when that came in yeah when that started when the trailer started with that i was already extra interested Yeah. yeah i wouldn't obviously i was super interested anyway but that was like ooh. Excellent, because that is that music from the the final bits of last season was some of the best. And Game of Thrones has always had great music, so that's really saying something. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Light of the Sevens on there are dragons. There's flaming fields. There's clearly soldiers in places that we've like. Is that ever going to happen? It's like, well, it is in this trailer, so yeah, it's going to happen. And it's just <laughs> so it's like the with the added weight. So they added tension for waiting for the launch of the season longer than usual. It's just everything has just been very tense and they know that. And I think it's just because, I mean, it's not just because, but it, it helps that the season is so good, I think. I mean, if the trailer looks like this, I don't know. It does well. I definitely agree. <laughs> yeah, it does. Okay. So I mean, at, at least it's going to be action packed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That's the thing. It's there's so many exciting things to show because we've, you know, so many things are culminating and that's just fun. Now, we're going to go beyond the wall. There's a lot of these shots from beyond the wall. But first, before we do that, I want to ask a question from you guys, which is related to the audio elements of this trailer. There's two main things that are the audio elements of this trailer. The first was Sansa's being, well, 
Santa, while Santa walking, Littlefinger talking, so we assume he's talking to her, but we've already discussed those possibilities. At the end of the trailer, we have Sansa talking, giving the pack survives quote that, that Ned taught Arya and in season one, which is a really iconic speech, an iconic part of the Starks, because it's the whole lone wolf, pack of wolves concept obviously applies to them thematically. Any co- Any thoughts on who might she be talking to? And it's interesting, before you guys answer... I thought it was interesting the way she said it. She's kind of, she doesn't, she's not speaking with a lot of confidence. Her voice is, her tone is a little low. So I don't know if that gives any clues, but I thought that was interesting. I was specifically wondering if this was advice being given to someone about sticking with the pack Mm -hmm. or in memoriam to a fallen lone wolf. I was wondering if someone had been killed and this was her commenting on their death. Wow. Or if it was just someone wanting to go off and do their own thing and she was warning them, hey, no, 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 you need to, we need to stick together. Mm -hmm. Especially because we get that shot of the rider on the horse um, as she's saying that. And so that's supposed to distract us or supposed to lead us in the direction of, of what she's talking about. But I'm hopeful that it's a, you know, pump up speech to John and, and, sticking together as Starks um, or as Starks. When you think about it, though, it might not. I mean, how many yeah. shots is see John out beyond the wall? Like, I know. It looks yeah. like he's doing a lone wolf thing, not sticking with the pack. So, <laughs> so well, speaking of that, that's a good transition, like a segue. We have a lot of shots of John and his companions beyond the wall. There's some wildlings. There's some white walkers. There's some whites, zombies, Flaming whatever swords. you want to call them. <laughs> and we have a flaming sword here. We have Barrack's sword. This is clearly one of John's companions. This was my most visceral reaction in the trailer was seeing this. I was like, whoa. Partly because it was, you know, like we talked about, some of these things we only figured out after going back, freeze framing and looking closely. But in the moment of watching it all, that two minutes of excitement, that was just, whoa, the flaming sword is back. Hell yeah. <laughs> it also makes you wonder... Who else is going to be back with them? Is is Sandor going to be at his side? Is Melisandre going to show up there? We do have a shot of Sandor in the snow, mm-hmm. which I believe is our next shot. And we will... We, so it looks like this is at least some of the group includes Tormund and Sandor and Beric, and there's a few others at least. But going back to Hannah, what you talked about, you mentioned something really that, that I thought was worth pointing out. You talked about that rider Mm-hmm. running uh running away or f- fleeing pa- apparently or going somewhere quickly it sort of looks like john yeah it, maybe it isn't important if it is because in all the other scenes none of them are riding a horse they're all on foot so that's i can't quite figure out how that fits into everything someone on a horse riding probably john and then all these other beyond the wall scenes no one's got a horse that's the thing that worries me a little bit about that scene and i'm gonna make the assumption that it's john just because I'm just going to do that. Um, is I, <laughs> I worry about him being alone. You know, we spend the trailer with him seeing all of his companions, who he's with. Some people we know who they are. Some people we don't. And then at the very end, he's riding off on his own. And so I think that there's theories. And the worry for some is that he's one of the only people who makes it out of whatever situation they get themselves in up there beyond Ooh. the wall. So I don't know. That would be harsh. Yeah. If yeah. we lost Tormund and Sandor and, and I mean, Beric is already kind of dead, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that would be as tragic, but it's cool to have Barrack around. I think Tormund and Sandor are probably a little bit more beloved characters. Than, but still, losing all of them would be, that would, that would be rough. But I guess, you know what? We got to prepare ourselves emotionally to lose some characters yeah, that we love. We I think we all have to be ready for that. The wall is the front line, and it's full of characters who 
charge into danger as opposed to sit back and plan. You know? I'm really worried about dollars, Ed, right? <laughs> I'm never worried about Ed. <laughs> Ed always seems to survive, doesn't he? I yeah. hope that I hope that trend continues. <laughs> so we have a we have a couple of other scenes from Beyond the Wall. There's a lot of action shots. There's some from the previous trailer. One famous one was them them forming kind of a ring, mm -hmm. which is in this shot as well. But there's a later shot that's not in the first one that has this sort of the companions are maybe standing on a ridge here, some sort of ridge, and you can see Beric because you can see the flaming sword there. Now, let me jump in real quick, something I forgot to mention in the beginning. If you're listening to this after the fact, if you're listening to the podcast and not watching, you can see any of these images we're talking about. They're going to be posted on our website and Game of Owns. I don't know if you guys are going to put them up on your site yeah, we'll, as well. Yeah, we'll post them on Watchers and we'll put a link to uh, your website on Goo. Awesome. So everyone, yeah. you know what we're talking about. And a lot of you guys have already know what we're talking about because you've seen the trailer several <laughs> times. And these things are we're just jogging your memory by mentioning these shots. And some of these things you might have missed, though. I think there's a lot. It's easy to miss. Unless you freeze framed like we did. Like it I is did, yeah. Hell, it's easy <laughs> to miss. 0.25 on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, like, it's really fun looking at the freeze frames. I've learned from watching these trailers to be patient the first time. Just to watch it, absorb it, get some some first impressions. Because I know I'm just going to go pause play, mm -hmm. pause play, pause yeah. play. <laughs> like, watch every little instant, ask a bunch of questions. So. So the shot that is that such we, a, oh, sorry, go ahead, Zach. I was just gonna say that is such a I don't know if it's like that for every TV series, you know? You know, probably not. That is such a <laughs> that is such a fascinating thing that we all do that we can all be like, oh yeah, we mm -hmm. do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm and I'm fear, sure those but... of you listening have probably done it too. It's like some wow. of those images literally are less than a second, less than a second long. So you it's really yeah. hard to see them and absorb them very well. <laughs> That's okay. Hannah lives down the street from the White House. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she really There's does. something happening on down there. <laughs> so as you can see from the image we have here the shot on this ridge with the undead it looks like undead pouring down the mountain oh, oh yeah john and, the, and you can see in motion that they're fighting there's definitely fighting but john has stopped he's stopped fighting and i think it's because he sees rescue has come if you look closely at his feet there's clearly an undead creature climbing because you can see a spine you can see a rib cage but you also see a bunch of weapons and at no point in the show have the white have the whites the zombies wielded weapons they always kill with their hands so i think that what we're seeing is these companions surrounded by undead rescued at the last minute so it's possible that that rider we saw was going off to get help although rescued might be an overstatement there's <laughs> a lot in the background of bad yeah, guys yeah. it might just be guys <laughs> joining the fray yeah. <laughs> You guys don't remember the whites or the, you know, like the the bony guys carrying like little hatchets and stuff at hard home and they were hacking the wall down. Oh, were they? Okay. Yeah. And I think I'm pretty mm. sure they had weapons when they were fighting Hodor outside of the tree in season four because he was parrying them. When Brand okay, yeah, maybe him. I'm remembering wrong then. Okay, that's a good call. I might be remembering. At, at you know first what? they didn't. I'm remembering. No, you're right, because at first they didn't. I think I might also be par uh, channeling the books because I'm almost positive they don't use weapons. Yeah, books either. it's hard. I don't <laughs> think that they do either. <laughs> and no and, and early in the show, <laughs> I know that you're in the middle of a rewatch in the early parts of it. The like the first white that that John was face down with at Castle Black, he was just a normal kind of book cannon, yeah. you know, handy white. Well, in that case, that just throws a little more confusion here. So I it could does. be wrong. The thing is, even so, maybe these whites are using weapons. One of them has a full spear there, right. which is like that's a really clumsy weapon for a white to be using. Right. So that's it's like summer using bows and arrows now. It's like, when does it end? Yeah. So 
I guess we just don't know what's happening there, but it's a really cool shot. We know that Barrack is there. We we can probably guess that some of the other companions that we that we got shots of in the north are still there, unless they've already died by this point. But maybe fingers when crossed. they use weapons is dependent on their nature before they became undead. Oh right? yeah, like yeah, if, yeah. Oh yeah. If it's just like random wildlings that were killed or died, as opposed to warriors, you know, who were killed yeah. in battle, maybe they're going to come back with their weapons from battle. Mm-hmm. Or other brothers, rangers, stuff like right, that. Yeah. Dude, this this screenshot, this scene is going to be mind-blowing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beric Dondarrion, Jon Snow and company. Yes. On a ridge, <laughs> surrounded by those things. <laughs> Can't wait. Now, what we might be seeing is, speaking of help coming, what we see in this next shot is a raven flying over what looks like a battle. Yeah. You can see a bunch of bodies, figure, figures fighting down there, and it looks like it's still in the north. Now, take a close look at this raven's eye. Mm-hmm. Now, look at the next image, which will be up shortly. Notice the eye has changed color. It has turned either a white or a blue. Now, if it's a white, meaning the color white, <laughs> then I believe we're seeing Bran taking over these ravens. But if it's blue, which I, it's hard to tell from the trailer, it looks kind mm-hmm. of bluish, then it could be Night King taking the ravens over from Bran or taking them over, period. <laughs> and it's the worst. Maybe could both or go back and forth. They definitely, from this moment in a trailer, go back and forth these images of Bran and Bran's eyes and then whiting over and then back to the Night's King. They definitely seem to be drawing this parallel with the series of images here mm-hmm. to these characters yeah it made the me timing think about... of this image is right when right after this brand the, the image that we showed before brandon's wheelchair this follows him and he yeah. looks down so yeah i wonder <laughs> if that's connected or just editing yeah yeah I, it feels like they're telling us that this is all connected like he's sue sue's theory is that he's seeing the night king is seeing brand warging into the uh sue from watchers oh. uh the night king is warging into or not the Night's King, but that Bran is working into the Raven to look around and that possibly the Night's King spotted him. That's uh, what I was which thinking. Which makes sense that because they're so connected. We know they have a connection after after Martin, the Night's yeah. King yeah, touched yeah. Bran. And so I wouldn't be surprised if he can feel some sort of, if they have some connection that we don't quite understand yet where he notices Bran kind of trying to take a yeah. lay of the land. So depending he on can, if it's Bran or if it's somebody else working into the Raven, I think that... That was probably one of my biggest moments when I finally slowed down the trailer of aha or of what does this mean or what are you talking about? And so I'm excited to kind of see that play out. Or it's a total misdirection and it's infantry and they're going to kill us all. (laughs) (laughs) Just it's like foot soldiers are bad, but aerial attack from birds. I can't imagine that. It happened in The Hobbit. (laughs) <laughs> it's true. It, it did happen the Hobbit. It, it, those were even worse. Yeah, I think oh, the Night's King can detect a disturbance in the Force. For sure. <laughs> and Bran, like, using his powers is kind of like, I don't know, Luke being near Vader, you know? I think that yeah. they're trying to communicate that with the way they edited the trailer. It, 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 it may not even be clever editing, because what we're seeing is we see those ravens, and then we see Night King look up. We see a shot, mm-hmm. and that's what we have on the screen now. And this is after he's turned his head to look up. So it definitely all, this theory really fits with what's presented in the trailer. Even if in the show, these scenes aren't necessarily directly connected. They're not occurring one after another. They might be spread out over episodes. I still think they're choosing to show it this way in the trailer because it's the connection that is there in the series. Right? I agree, yes. Now let's look at, um, we have a lot of fight scenes. What you're saying here is is important because we have so many different fight scenes beyond the north or beyond the wall. And it's pretty hard to put them in an order. Like what order did these come in? 
It isn't necessarily important, but here's a good example right here. We have John fighting another other walker, rather, with a <laughs> I am with my book crossover again, fighting a walker with a really cool looking two handed ice sword, kind of like the one he fought at hard home, but uh, but certainly different. And that is pretty cool. But it's to be expected. I suppose there probably aren't any surprises in this shot. Oh, look, John's fighting another White Walker. I don't, I mean, no one's surprised. <laughs> and they're done cool. that. It's scary. <laughs> it's, it's like, don't miss your parry, John. <laughs> At all. Yeah. Like, this one's not going to be okay if you do. <laughs> and another shot here. We have John looks like, this one's a little harder to unpack. It looks like he's just struck down someone with a weapon, meaning someone wielding a weapon. It looks like a, a living being. It does not look like uh, a white a zombie of any kind but and especially because there's just people standing there that are just kind of watching and there's a f and there's flames burning in the distance behind them all so it's clear that this is after a battle has happened there's fire already there so i'm not it's really i, it, I have a real hard time figuring out what's going on there it almost seems like a ceremony of sorts mm, right okay. maybe it's before a battle or not a battle at all maybe wow. it's some sort of challenge has been thrown down or yeah maybe, the, maybe a wilding chief is challenging john and that's what the other wildlings are just watching in the, in the distance there. I really, that's, this image I think is one of the one, the ones, ah, it's probably the one that's made me think the most or up to up in the top three anyway, because it's really confusing. And I think what I, despite what I just said about the order of these being kind of hard to figure, I think this is one of the later ones, mm -hmm. but we shall see. Any other thoughts on this image? I was hoping you would it's help crazy. us with it. <laughs> <laughs> all i did was explain how confusing it yeah. is <laughs> so okay well let's uh if, if let me see what kind of beyond the wall questions we have here and then we'll move on to another location i've got a couple here let's see let's talk about aria for a second we there is an image of aria in the trailer we didn't bother to pull the image because it's very basic it's just her sitting atop a horse and you can't even see what's behind her because she looks like she's it's just like open sky behind mm -hmm. her. And you can tell that she's well, you know, well bundled up and she's got a sword or some kind of sword. And it looks like needle, I guess. But the question here is from Urias Tosh or Urias Tosh. Apologize if I don't have your name pronounced properly. How will the Starks react to new cold as ice Aria? And how will she react to soft emotions again? That's a good question. Well, so, where do you think she's going to get soft emotions from, Sansa? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I just think normal react human interactions, maybe. So they're going to react to her by being like, "You're, I see you're with us now." <laughs> <laughs> no crying, no hugging. <laughs> <laughs> her tears are frozen solid. Yeah. <laughs> they're crying in the north. Yeah. It's just a good way to scratch your eyes. <laughs> well, I know that you. Everyone else is going to be crying. Everyone listening to this or something you're gonna feel some kind of emotion when sansa and Arya finally see each other yeah we've been waiting as long as they have yeah you know so it looks like so, we also had a fun. question from tracy mcmillan here it looks like we kind of answered this already it looks like she says it looks like bran has control of the ravens do you think this is the case or is it just the way it is edited i think that is the case although like we said it is possible that it's the night king and bran are kind of fighting over it mm -hmm. or like we said maybe it's him catching he's, he's detected this disturbance in the force so to speak and the second part of this question is that could it be that she has learned details of Littlefinger betraying Ned? That's the piece that we haven't discussed yet. The next part of the question is, has she ordered him executed? And well, this would be why she might order him to be executed, because she's figured out that Littlefinger was the betrayer of her father. And he's why mm -hmm. you know, that's why he was executed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
well, Brand might be the one that could tell her that. I'm not really. Oh, yeah. You guys yeah. have another way for her to find that out? Yeah, I was just thinking. I can't think of how she would know until you said Brand. Like, oh, that's a way. That's one way she could find out. Unless yeah. Littlefinger yeah. accidentally slips, which, you know, I think that's less likely. Seems <laughs> <laughs> unlikely. It's hard to slip when you're peering yeah. around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Arya would know either. Here's mm-hmm. another thing. Arya's another person that would. I don't think she knows either. Yeah. Here's another thing, though, about Littlefinger's uh, plot line is. We've speculated that he's going to tell John who his real parents are. Yes. And would that, I don't see how that would get him killed. I wonder if it might keep him from being killed. Like, let's say there was some sort of heat on him, even if it wasn't as serious as Bran revealing that he was behind Ned's betrayal. There still might be heat on him because people are suspicious that he's plotting Sansa against John or that he stuck Sansa with Ramsay, different things like that. Still might bring heat on Littlefinger. I wonder if he might divert that by saying, oh, John, you know, you should really be my best friend because I'm the person that can prove who your parents really are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be really neat. I mean, I don't see why Littlefinger wouldn't buddy up with John, but I know that he would do it in the vicinity of Sansa, if that makes any sense. Also, I wonder if John will even accept this information. Like, realizing That's what I was Ned's say. not his dad. Mm-hmm. He might not accept it, even if it's true or even if it's positive. It in, might be in the first trailer. There's that scene of him slamming Littlefinger against the wall yeah. in the crypt. That's the speculation. <laughs> so, what that okay. moment is. That's a very safe guess that some he's been told oh, yeah. something that is displeasing, yeah. <laughs> or something that, he, or or he's been insulted or something, you know. But that it could be both too, because he might be insulted by being told that Ned Stark's not his father. That's I think that's so. going to be difficult. And I don't think that he's that would, probably sorry. You go ahead. No, you please I was go. Gonna ahead. Say, I, if he is going to react in that negative way, I don't think that that's going to help his case of whatever else yeah. might be going on. <laughs> Good point. I was just going to say he's probably saying something along the lines of he's probably speaking in riddles about Liana, like in front of her tomb, and John probably couldn't handle it. Yeah, you know it what I mean? me. Littlefinger might not be so direct. He might not be. Oh, mm-hmm. by the way, John, hey, John. your old parents are yeah. Rhaegar. Yeah. yeah, he might the plant some seeds. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be smarmy with it. No he matter he what. might plant some <laughs> seeds and let John come to his own realization. Oh. And John might be upset at first by the implication that Littlefinger is making. But as he pieces it together, might realize his true destiny. Mm-hmm. It'd be funny if the reason he got mad was like, are you suggesting that my my aunt slept with my father? <laughs> it's like, no, 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 no. Only crackpot theorists come up and suggest that Ned slept with Liana. That's not where we're going. He's like, I wasn't saying that, dude. Come on. That's, you were saying that my parents are like Targaryens. No, I'm saying that your parents, are one of them Targaryens. was a Targaryen, but not like them. <laughs> not that way. Not in behavior, but in actual blood. Okay. It's a lot of information. Yeah, it's a lot of information. <laughs> so here's another good question from Thomas Pappas. John, w- regarding John being north of the wall with maybe 12 companions, are they heading north of the wall in search of the children? In general, the question is, what are they doing? Why did they go beyond the wall? My first guess is maybe that because we've seen that there's possibly more living wildlings beyond the wall, that they're going to bring these guys south and to add them to their army to fight the walkers yeah, especially because the alternative is that they get killed and become part of the army. So it's either they're, they're right. allies or enemies. So there's no in between. Maybe it's some information That's that Bran brings. Maybe Bran shows up, mm. says, "Hey, oh, at yeah. this location, you know, Bran may even go through some encampment or etc." Yeah, he may use his Raven scouting abilities to go find yeah more, you know, places where human beings still exist beyond the wall and need to be brought in. That would be that would be really interesting. Uh, I wonder. But why did he take those guys with him? 
And why are they with him? Yeah, I and wonder about that. Yeah. Well, maybe <laughs> why didn't it happen maybe, sooner? <laughs> maybe John ran off on his own with a horse, and a team decides to follow after, and then they all get trapped. Uh, maybe that's another idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely maybe he found out his true parentage, and he decided to piece the heck out of there. And everybody he joined chased, the Brotherhood yeah. without banners. Goes <laughs> far north as we can. There was a tree beyond the, the wall us. where they went to take their oath. Right? Yes. Maybe John does go out to that tree to find answers you know and they're like whoa they're right here so close to the wall already and that's when things go wrong yeah they may not intend to go really deep beyond the wall and just go hell they're right here on the other hand though one of those shots there's a they're clearly near a mountain there's there's undead coming down a mountain yeah and i don't think there's mountains that close to the wall yeah i don't i mean certainly we don't want to use book canon, but that's definitely the case in the books now. We, we're not. Show geography does vary sometimes. So. Maybe at the edges <laughs> of the wall, but that's still not where he would have gone to that tree. Yeah, that tree definitely doesn't have mountains nearby yeah. as far as we know. So definitely right. as far as we know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so here's another question from Angel de Kagama. What is your prediction for the role Bran will play in season seven? I think we've already outlined several possibilities. First, scouting beyond the wall, maybe using ravens to help a battle. Maybe, but maybe revealing Littlefinger's nature. Yeah, and other secrets. I, like Bran is the guy that he's the vehicle that can reveal things that are hard to reveal yeah. because he has these powers. I just hope you know, that it, it's uh, helpful, helpful, and not him causing problems or creating more issues than necessary. Because I think that there's so he has so much to learn based off of. I mean, everything that's happened to him in the last little while, and so I just hope that his force and powers are used for good or for good and not something that's going to be detrimental to anybody else. You know, I just feel worried a little bit. (laughs) You already got Hodor killed. Yeah. You know, like I have the, I, I'm still feeling that. Yeah. I think Mira's at least set pretty safe. (laughs) She deserves it. She deserves it. Someone knock on wood. Okay, another related question. A lot of people asking questions about these battles beyond the wall and about the Night's King and Bran and maybe what's going on with these warging. And now here's a, a question that extends from all that. If true, if that's what we're seeing, meaning if we're seeing the Night's King and the war battle, like a battle, like t- who's controlling this animal? If true, do you think the question is, if true, do you think it might be foreshadowing for a future war duel over a dragon? Please. Wait, no. <laughs> no. No, never mind. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it'd be cool to see, but I don't want that to happen. It seems possible, but I don't know. It seems maybe a bit too high magic and it'd be kind of hard to portray it on screen. Yeah, I think well, we've always said that we want Brand to work into a, a dragon, right? And the three-eyed raven, or at least the, the OG one said, you will fly. So... I mean, I guess he flies in the trailer if he's warging into the Raven, though. I think if it does happen, it won't happen till next season. That's what I think. I would agree with that, yeah. I I could be wrong, but I'm sort of assuming a lot of these more action-y moments are going to be more toward the end, right? They're going to be climaxes that have been built up to. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the season, it's not like it's all done, right? Yeah. I think we'll see throughout the course of this season a battle being set up by... Rand coming in, John going out, whatever, right? And towards the end, we'll have these big action moments with with zombies north of the wall. And on the flip side, we'll have battles being set up by Danny showing up with her armies and navies, and it'll probably build up towards the end. The actual battles themselves will be towards the end. So that'll mm-hmm. leave next season for Danny to move north and join the fight against the White Walkers. And that's where we might see Rand and the Night's King battling over warning control that makes a lot of sense we certainly have seen no indication from the trailers of walkers 
on the other side of the wall or with the wall being gone or Danny having anything to do with the North besides yeah. maybe meeting with some representatives from the North. But as far as being there, no hint of that, at least as far as visuals, trailers anyway. Uh, okay, so we got a note here that I'm a little loud. We're going to work on that. There's these live, new live stream software. We're, we're adjusting to these processes. So apologize for that, for our technical uh, comings and goings during these episodes. But we will uh, get it all sorted out. And during the season, we'll be even smoother. All right, let's... I think you sound great. Aziz. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Fantastic. You too, Sean. Someone yeah, telling me I'm too. too loud is... That's, you know, that happens every day. <laughs> okay, so I think that covers our, we've gone about 40 minutes already-ish. So we've discussed all, um, pretty much all this northern stuff. So let's move southward. Let us go to, let's say, King's Landing. Ooh. We've got another image coming up here. This is interesting. At first glance... Maybe it's not a lot going on here, but if you look closely, there's more to see here. What we have is an image of soldiers being cheered on as they pass through the streets. It's almost certainly King's Landing, not not 100%, but very likely because those look like City Watch out. So mm -hmm. That is the, that is the, the, the garb yeah. of the, the City Watch. So very likely to be King's Landing. But notice that there are still Lannister banisters. Lannister mm -hmm. banisters. Lannister <laughs> oh, banners visible. The best things to slide down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're golden banisters. They're golden. <laughs> <laughs> they might scratch you, though, with those claws. Oh, yeah. And they're also very, they kind of fall apart because they're gold. They just kind of slide down together. <laughs> Lannisters have the best banisters. <laughs> they do. So, they really do. So what this indicates, if they're cheering the city watch, and maybe they've repelled an attack, or maybe there's people behind them that we can't see, because it does look like some of these people in the crowd are looking past these city watch. But the fact that the Lannister banners are still up indicates that this is not like some Danny's the victorious taking over King's Landing. This is something else happening because the banners would be the first thing that get pulled down. Right. There are so many ways to potentially interpret this. For one, I wonder, let's say that some assault, maybe the Unsoul Leader coming in and the, the local forces fight them off. Would the people cheer that on? Like, it seems like the people are on the edge of revolt, right? It's not like they're yeah. so happy that their queen has been defended. It's right. more like they might join in an attack. So maybe it is that what we see in the front are these guards of the city, uh, the city watch. But what we don't see is that they're being pushed back and pinned down by a force of Unsullied. And it, that's who's being really cheered. It's interesting that the... That's a good point about how unpopular Cersei is probably going to be because she did all her, you know, she's not doesn't exactly have a great reputation and she's seizing the throne by just by power without any direct right to it. And she has no heir. So that is already like, well, you're just setting yeah. up for a regime of, of trouble, of chaos, because what happens after you? On the other hand... Danny's army is almost entirely composed of foreigners mm -hmm. of of Unsullied may not seem so. Oh, Unsullied. But the Dothraki are going to inspire some serious xenophobia from That's a true. lot of the Kingslanders and Westeros people in general. So I think that they might cheer pushing away a foreign army. Yeah, I Maybe think so. it's not even a big conflict like we're supposing. Maybe it's just a speech that Jamie just gave rallying mm. the people to Cersei's side. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That could be it. That's possible. Yeah, you, had, you had a thought there? No, I was just going to agree with you. <laughs> I definitely think it's a celebration of, of some point. I don't... I think that um, that's a win for the Lannisters in this shot, whatever that means, um, mm -hmm. is the impression that I got. Now, in the next shot, which is maybe related to all this, we have 
another very something very sneaky in this shot. This when you see this image in on the trailer, it looks like Jamie's just walking along the battlements to the Red Keep. You can see the the, the bay, the narrow sea out there. It looks really beautiful. But at his feet, he passes a dead body, and it's not a soldier. You can see this at his feet right there. There's a body lying there, not in armor. It looks like some courtly person. Don't recognize them at all. Can't even tell if it's a man or woman. I think it's a man. But any thoughts on that? That's real. This is another shot that's a bit confusing to me. Well, you can imagine if there is some force that breaks into King's Land. Like maybe not this all-out siege of thousands of soldiers outside of the, the Red Keep, but 30 guys sneak in a secret passage and go up a stairwell and through a <laughs> corridor and see Cersei kidnap or murder. Mm. And Jamie's following up on this. Maybe that's a, a thing that's happening here. Maybe they attempt to get to Cersei, but don't get there. Maybe they release some other prisoner. Uh, you can imagine some sort of secret mission into there that Jamie's tracking down and would have left a, a, a bystander dead on the, on the stairwell. You know? That makes sense, yeah. That would be cool. That's a I cool thing. I saw somewhere, again, we all read so many comments everywhere, and Thanks. I'm pretty sure this is somewhere <laughs> on Watchers, that somebody speculated and zoomed in that that was a Tyrell. But I don't know Ooh. what that... I don't necessarily know what that would mean, or not many of those left. <laughs> yeah, that's what I. That's kind of what I was thinking as well. But um, well, I thought it was sense. interesting, yeah. and you know, that doesn't answer any questions. But um, I thought it was Worth interesting for sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, another thought on the the prior scene with the cheering crowd it just occurred to me is that maybe that's the arrival of Euron. In fact, maybe that that's is been our announced an alliance. We have this fleet coming, so that's another thing that might piece together well, right? Certainly. It looks like we've got Euron. We've got a shot of Euron later, but we've got this huge Greyjoy fleet. You see it approaching, mm -hmm. and it's just really massive. It looks like the thousand ships. He did it. He got his thousand ships or however many he wanted somehow, to build. It looks like way. it happened. <laughs> yeah, it happened. somehow, exactly. <laughs> somehow, some way. You know, maybe they did it. They were talking about building ships, but once they have a few, they can go out and capture more and <laughs> just like build that way, keep building them, but also just take more. So there's always that. So that's a good theory. I like that the idea that maybe that's that it's some new ally has arrived because this does not look like a fleet that's approaching to attack, you know? No, it doesn't. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense. I don't want to get too much into book stuff because I know we're not supposed to do that today, but the repurposing of Euron for that, I mean, I, I can't really think of any other thing that he would do. Yeah. And in fact, and there are certainly other shots that we're going to get to here very shortly that that indicate that Euron is fighting people who are allies of Danny. So it certainly makes sense that, you know, uh, your enemy, the enemy of my enemy is my friend and Danny is an enemy of Cersei and Danny is an enemy of Euron. So the two of them teaming up makes all kinds of sense, especially since the enemies of Euron have teamed up with Danny too, Theon and Asha, mm -hmm. who uh, we have a shot of them coming up here in a minute. It, you, we have Asha and Theon Yara, I'm sorry. I, Theon and I, that book canon sneaking in there again. Theon and Yara looking up at what appears to be flaming balls of fire coming down, because that's what we see the very next second in the trailer as their ship or a ship near them is hit by flaming balls. It's not, it's balls. clearly not dragon fire, I would say. I think almost clearly not dragon fire. It looks like flaming catapult shots, trebuchets, explosions, similar ship-to-ship -ship action that we see in the first trailer. And so it looks like Theon and Yara are going to be fighting their, their own people. Jerry Lee Lewis song? Great Balls of Fire? <laughs> yes, How awesome was. would that be the, <laughs> the music for that scene? <laughs> or at least in the credits. That would, they'd pull yeah. that kind of move if something bad happened. <laughs> now here in this next shot, 
you can see the most berserk face. There is a contender for another berserk face that's else in this trailer, but this is, it's hard to be more berserk looking than this. And he's, he's axing someone a deadly question here. (laughs) I'm not sure there's a whole lot to unpack here. It's just a cool looking image of that poor man about to be chopped down by Euron. Any thoughts on this Euron plot and well, Euron Theon? One thing I want to ask about that image. Physically, where do you think they are? They're are on, they, ship to ship. Yeah, right? on a ship. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's there's, what I was there's like some of the other images show like men crossing from one ship to another, things like that. I so. thought it might Borders. be possible to confuse that the way that the Iron Islands are all these towers with rope bridges between them and water. I thought that too in the first they trailer. They could be yeah. fighting on one of those structures and not a ship but it's it's absolutely possible all the fire everywhere makes me think it's ship to ship battles too because like pike being on fire that uh, doesn't really work because it's yeah. stone you know <laughs> if it's if it's i mean unless it's a dragon sitting each on other, fire it's, oh, it's probably out happen. yeah and it's probably out in the narrow sea you know <laughs> yeah if they're if they're coming back from danny and then mm. euron's seeing cersei they're probably that's probably a late in the season thing. Ooh, yeah. If if they push forward to King's Landing, you know what I mean? Because I doubt that they would. Maybe they do. Maybe they get inside of King's Landing like mid season or, you know, these trailers usually show footage from the first couple episodes in the season. But I don't know if the first couple episodes has Jamie riding through a field of fire. You know, like that, <laughs> we only have a couple the episodes, though, crazy. you know. So. True. Three that's episodes true. is almost I, I, halfway through the season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I know. So it's it's. I guess it's. I don't know if it'll follow the same pattern than it has before. Then because the sub material looks to be a lot different than what they normally do for the show mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah or at least the stuff that they're showing us it's a lot less of the normal stuff and then a lot more dragons flying around dragonstone so it's a really tough call i don't i don't know honestly i think that if they're fighting to the death then it's gonna be a shame to lose any of those Greyjoy characters because even the bad ones are really cool that's true so i hope that it doesn't end there you know what i mean i hope that they didn't set all of that up just for how do we get into king's landing but we'll see Here's a live, not question. Well, it's kind of a question. It's from Izem. Can you tell the guy on the left, I really like his beard? Yes. Tell me. They really like your beard. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, this is interesting. I'm realizing here where a lot of fan interest is at the moment. So far, looking at the live questions we have, almost all of them are based on the North and about beards. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) There are some questions about some of the scenes that are coming later. And here's a question from Thomas Pappas, which relates to this current topic of of King's Landing and the Ironborn. Also based on this trailer, is there any chance Asha slash Yara and Theon are on their way to attack King's Landing when Euron and his fleet set upon them? So like they're intercepting an attack fleet, which is very interesting. And here's a related question based on things we've already talked about. Could this mean the shot of the gold cloaks and crowd? The gold cloaks is what they're called in the books. It's the City Watch, same thing. Giving a warm reception mean this is Euron who we see with his fleet approaching King's Landing. So I think yes, we've I think we're pretty sure that is Euron who we see approaching with the fleet. The idea that they've maybe defeated this attack by Theon and Yara is what what they're celebrating is an alternative but similar concept mm-hmm. to what we've seen because I think the King's Landers would cheer driving off an Ironborn attack too. They're not foreigners, but they're you know a little bit different than the mainlanders, right? They're a, they're kind of a people a culture apart from the rest of what they're not as apart as the Dothraki. But they got their own god. They got their own things. They're you and know. their rebellions only a generation away. You know, there's still might Very be a true. bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. Very true. Yep. Okay, so let us see. You guys have any more thoughts on this particular plot, or shall we move on? I think I'm good. Excellent. Let's go to Dragonstone then. Let's do that. We've got heck yeah. 
a shot that is sure to disappoint Stannis fans. <laughs> we have Danny and Tyr- Tyrion entering a room shortly after we see Danny pulling down the fiery heart banner. Mm-hmm. Very symbolic. Yeah, Tyrion's just in case we're not taking... sure where we stand. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of eye candy shots. We didn't pull some of these. They're not very telling. They're just cool. The dragon shot. A lot of dragon action in this trailer flying out over the bay. We have Tyrion kind of watching them soar. Any predictions on Tyrion and dragons here? Any thoughts on that? Please. Yeah, please. Yeah, let's do it, right? <laughs> I, I just rewatched that episode from season six, and he had some cojones. He had some salt. He pulled out those locks very easily, and uh, the dragons seemed to like him. So I love just the concept of seeing the scene in, in completion and hearing the music that like was scored for it. If him standing outside of Dragonstone and seeing those dragons flip around him, it's like that's worth the whole wait for the new season that's such a cool thing i agree i agree mm-hmm. it does seem like something that's been set up for Tyrion to be a dragon rider right like from the the seat that he had made for bran way back to his interaction with the dragons just walking down and talking touching freeing them you know his knowledge of them yeah, right mm-hmm. not just that mm-hmm. but if you think if you try to figure out who is a dragon rider there just really aren't a lot of candidates. You, you narrow it down to just a few. Yeah. And so it's like, well, there's just very few options. So that even more makes it even more likely that Tyrion is one of them. Because, I mean, heck, there's probably only like three or four total candidates, right? So yeah. right. he's looking at it that way. He's almost 50-50, even, even without any other detail or evidence. <laughs> if he is a dragon rider, do we think we get it this season? Ooh. Do we think we get to see a Tyrion this season on a dragon? I don't think so. Maybe if we do, I think it'll be like... a. A, a closing moment, something that to get fired up about the last the last episode is what mm-hmm. I kind of think. Now, I did have a, a thought though oh, about ahead. dragons in general. Something I was wondering when the Targaryens came originally. Yeah, where did the dragons live? Dragonstone is has, has active volcanoes, so right. it was a very mm-hmm. good spot for them. It and very they they like that. It's very similar to Valyria, which is they love yeah, it there. Right? Kind of a similar terrain. Now they. What did they eat? Did they fish animals, from yeah. the sea? Absolutely. Right? Sheep, fish, just any animals they can catch. Different dragons that different, like different food. Right. What I'm kind of wondering, what I'm leading up to here, though, is so far, Danny hasn't managed that very well. Right? Mm. It's the her dragons have been killing children, the, yeah. the cattle mm-hmm. of the, the farmers and you know, children, innocent people, right? Was that an issue for the Targaryens, but no one could do anything about it? Or did the Targaryens know how to manage that better to provide them with proper food and hunting grounds? Will Danny be able to do that now? Let's say she gets there with the dragons and maybe Tyrion or someone knows, hey, you need to leave him here at Dragonstone. Otherwise, they're just going to randomly destroy the land that you're trying to rule. I wonder if that might even be a way to take them out of the equation. Or to no, take... I think you're right. I think it's mm-hmm. both a way to make it harder for her to control them. Because if she just has these dragons that are under her control, like, what is going to stop her from right. doing A lot of the anything. battles are just going to be too lopsided. There's yeah. not a lot of suspense for us wondering who's going to win. She just, yeah, she would just roll over everyone. And I agree with you. That's not, and, and the dragons are almost a parallel to, the, to some of the other things that she's got going on. The dragons are going to be hard to control, but so are... The Dothraki, for example, they're really yeah. not just going to fall in line. Well, maybe they will. I don't know. But I think that they're just a very different culture. Culture shock is not unlikely to happen. You might have people, you know, infighting just because they're, you know, there's some xenophobia or just flat out, you know, racism, whatever you want to call the, the proper word for that setting. It's been sort of a common theme throughout that Danny has this ambition and this drive and commands a lot of respect but also doesn't have a lot of experience yeah. and sometimes things that she didn't quite account for end up 
you know, hurting her cause. Mm-hmm. And I can see that continuing here with the dragons that on one hand are her great ally and, and wild or not wild card, but Trump card. But maybe <laughs> they're, they're a wild both. card yeah. too. I right? think they're both. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so additionally, the reality of the Dothraki, even if the people as a whole are won over by Danny and the leaders are in line with her and her plans, every single one of these thousands and thousands of soldiers, remember the trouble she had with Caldrogo. When he's like, all right, I'll help you win your throne. Let's go raid and pillage. And she's like, oh, wait, you're going to that's you're going to rape women and take slaves. I didn't want you to do all this. You can't do it. And Paul Drogo's like, Ugh. all right, fine, everyone. You can't do it. Everyone didn't be like, OK, fine. We won't. No, it was like it. He had caused to, a rift he, yeah. pretty much ruined the whole instant horde. rebellion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is probably still going to be an issue. Yeah, I think yeah, you're that, right. That's a good call. I think that brings up yeah. some interesting questions that I've just had about Danny's storyline in general, this whole throughout this trailer and we touched on it briefly about whether or not she's going to go when, if, and when she goes North. Um, and I've just been thinking a lot where her focus is going to be this season. And, you know, we bring up these questions about her dragons and this army that she's commanding. And so much of Danny's storyline, as you've been saying, is with this internal struggle between what she should be doing and where she should be going and how she's supposed to control the situation around her. And so I think that seeing her make progress in this season is going to be interesting because, it's been so slow moving for her leading up to this point. And then I'm curious to kind of see that once she's here in Dragonstone, what are going to be her next steps and what type of movement are we going to get from her this season? It's another thing too. She just has this idea in her mind that she wants to go back to her home and sit on the iron throne. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And she's been warned by Tyrion and some other people like there's more to it than that. You know what I mean? Like you you can win this battle, but ruling this land is a different thing. I think kind of hope that'll be a lot of the struggle this next and that's, season that's exactly what went wrong with robert mm-hmm. right he was yeah, exactly. fantastic and he that's one of the very early themes of the show is like ned we were better people when we had a challenge yeah. we had something to do a purpose and now look at us well ned he, rob ned should be like look at you man i'm doing fine but <laughs> but really the point still remains that it was you know yeah it was robert was a warrior not a king mm-hmm. danny is not a warrior but she has not learned how to be a queen yet. She is getting there. You know, she's learned a lot of things. She's come a long way. But like Tyrion says, you don't, you know, she may as well be Jon Snow. Like, she you has know nothing this warrior mentality yeah. as much as she has uh, a lordly mentality. Yeah. yeah. And she does that. And she does. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, that's a good point. And she has the she wants to learn. She has she has a, some humility in terms of that. She knows she she's kind of knows she knows nothing. It is a thing. Yeah, <laughs> it is a thing I try to keep in mind sometimes. Like, what are you doing? How could she think? What was that stupid thing? Well, how, she's like nineteen. Yeah, not even. You know? Yeah, yeah even, like yeah. Uh, how much am I expecting of her in the first place? It's it's. But that said, it's all the more reason for her to take counsel. Mm-hmm. From and Tyrion. Even if there might be a good reason why she's making mistakes, it doesn't make the mistakes okay. It's still going to have negative repercussions, and so. Now, the majority of the Danny shots are at Dragonstone. There's a few elsewhere, but they're, I believe all of them are on when she's on Dragonback. We'll get to those in a bit. And this one here that we have on screen is, it looks at first glance like another shot of Dragonstone. You see a lot of these like rowboats coming up, but what we've seen here, you see a man kneeling. He has just dropped to his knees and he has staggered towards the water. It does not the background doesn't look the same as the dragon dragonstone shots either. I think this is the Iron Islands, and I think that might be Theon. I agree with Theon. I didn't think as much or piece together where they might be, but if it is Theon, it makes as much sense as for it to be the Iron Islands as most anywhere. If it is, if that is the case, we're, this might be a very late in the season shot. 
Yeah. Any, no, any I, other thoughts from you guys? No, what I had think? a lot of questions about I, I had thought that that could be Theon as well, just from the way he falls. Um, but yeah, in terms of location, I've got no idea. You can't tell. Who, to who tell. is everyone hoping it is? Let's say it's not Theon. Who who are you hoping it is? Anyone? Um, I don't have another. Does it start oh, with a G? Gendry, yeah, I was gonna yeah. say Gendry. <laughs> Get hype for Gendry. Bring Gendry could Gendry. What was it? Uh, Donald Noy forged uh, uh, Robert's Warhammer. Um, that's a Smith who was cut out of the show. He worked at the at the. Um, at the wall. Maybe we could have uh, Gendry forge something for, for John or for John. Danny or somebody. <laughs> or Sam. <laughs> or Sam. Yeah, Sam. A big old suit well, of armor. Two of those people you mentioned already have Valyrian steel swords. It's <laughs> true. Yeah, Sam. You can never have too many. <laughs> it's like make John a, a shield or you can make Danny a sword. Speaking of John making John a shield, I like, we don't have a shot of it, but one of the shots is of John and Davos and John has his nice direwolf engraved armor that you can see his breastplate. Looks really nice. Oh, that's cool. He's, he's taking on his Stark persona instead of being a brother of the Night's Watch, which makes allows him to wear more bling. Or a Targaryen. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> so the other really major set of scenes, not all of them, but m- the majority of what's left in this trailer is focused around what appears to be what we'll call the Field of Fire. The Field of Fire was a historical event in the Conquest, Egg on the Conqueror, basically... What he did was he worked on, he he gathered his army. It was much, much smaller than the combined forces of the Reach and the Lannisters, or the, the West and the Reach. And two kings participated, both both of the kings of the of the Reach and the Rock. And what Aegon did was he burned the, the brush. He had his dragons light the brush around the battlefield so that it would both put a lot of smoke out and create walls of fire that would you know, make cavalry maneuvers more difficult. And it seems that we're getting a replay of this uh, because a lot of these exact same elements are there. Not necessarily a king of the rock and a king of the of the uh, reach, but we do have Jamie leading the army. Do we have that image up on the screen, by the way? Oh, yeah, we have this image here. We have um, Lannisters bracing for a charge and it looks like uh, Dothraki coming into field. And you can see the firewall I'm yeah. talking about. What you're background. describing now is that field of fire. When I, you know, the first watch through, when this image barely lasts a second, I saw, I thought that was Beric's sword. It's <laughs> like, this what's battle. he doing down there? <laughs> yeah. Beric is everywhere. Maybe I still kind of wish that's what it was. <laughs> you can believe whatever you want. There's no wrong answers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some of the other action shots that we have from the scene that we don't have images of that, that, that will jog your memory. We have Lannister archers directed by Jamie. Then we have a bunch of Unsullied being shot down by our arrows, mm-hmm. which is probably a connected mm-hmm. thing. And we have Unsullied in, in rows. We have Lannisters bracing for a charge, but with helmetless men standing behind men that are more fully armored. We have some of these men look kind of young, which might mean like the Lannisters are kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel with their forces, which would make sense after so much war for so long. We have Dothraki bursting through some wall of fire. We have Daenerys on her dragon. You can see her very tiny at the top of this dragon uh, above these Dothraki. I think it's really cool. And that reminds me of the Field of Fire, which is also, historically speaking, the only time that Aegon deployed all three of his dragons. Mm-hmm. So if that's what happened, if we have that repeat of history, that means we'll have, we'll have three dragon riders by then. So I'm kind of guessing maybe we won't. Yeah, that feels like a lot. Whoa. <laughs> three dragon riders by the end of the season yeah, does seem like, like a oh. lot. Yeah. <laughs> okay, please. Yeah, that would be amazing. I, I, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> let's do that. Let's call them up and be like, hey, y'all, if that's not what you did, 
Go ahead and change. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do a quick little CGI. Wow. I didn't think that I would see Tyrion riding a dragon t- until the promotional footage for season eight, which would be coming out in like 2019. Yeah. <laughs> so the, this is a exciting prospect. Well, it does take time to tame a dragon, I hear. So an extra does, season yeah. in between or extra year in between makes sense, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, now, that makes a lot of sense. We've got another image coming up here that this is actually kind of heartbreaking. I think this image is very sad because it's clearly after the battle has raged on for a while. And Jamie in all these other shots is guiding the action. But in this one, he's charging alone. There's another shot of him with his intense face where he's charging, looking really intense. And he's charging through this hellscape of what was a battle. There's bodies and corpses everywhere. And really, this to me has all the feel yeah. of uh, I'm going to go out fighting. I've We've lost, but I'm going to die with a sword in hand and, well, spear in hand and a curse on my lips, which is, a, you know, it's a thing. And so he's like, we've lost, but I'm going to go fighting. I'm going to die with honor. I'm going to die gloriously. What do you guys think is that? I hope there's something I missed because I really think that's what's going to happen. But I hope I'm wrong because I don't want Jamie to die. Me neither. Even if you're right. So you guys are. Think of the. Are you guys Jamie fans? Sorry. Who is I'm it? I'm a Lancaster Wild Out fan. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Jamie fan. I think I'm a Jamie fan. Yeah. Uh, Jamie's a good character. And I would say that John did the same thing, right? He just charged out into this, you know, lone soldier charging into a whole army of arrows mm-hmm. raining down, you know. He made it, <laughs> you know, like true. Uh, he got lucky. That's what the showrunner said. He got John super Snow. lucky. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. John Snow. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie is no John Snow. Yeah, I don't know, though. It doesn't look good. I feel really I don't feel good about this scene. Um, I've seen and then you know, I think that one of the thoughts could be that he is if there are dragons there, that he's kind of try, trying some last last ditch effort to um, charge at one or something or there's also uh, questions about if Tyrion is there and if there's some sort of brotherly moment that happens um, in Jamie's Absolutely. last. So, oh, this it's a lot. I can't handle the <laughs> I know. Of that. Let me jump oh in here gosh. because you guys, you've just touched on some of the live questions we've got. So let me go ahead and read these because mm-hmm. you're, you're you're almost this is almost the exact questions we've got from Lucas Perzek. Is Tyrion going to inadvertently help Jamie become the Dragon Slayer by distracting one of the dragons while Jamie is making his heroic charge in the trailer? Also, question from Jared Barger. In the trailer is Jamie holding a spear rushing at a dragon. Mm-hmm. You know what? That It does make a lot of sense because what did Jamie do at the Whispering Wood when he realized his, he was going to lose? He's like, well, my one chance is to kill Rob Stark. Exactly. He made a charge at Rob Stark and tried to kill him. He's like, well, yeah. we're going to lose this battle unless I kill Rob Stark. Yeah. So maybe he is trying to make... The problem is dragons like dragons fly. I know. It's a lot harder. Yeah. To, and then and and Jamie didn't succeed in killing Rob Stark either. <laughs> so. And he had his other hands then. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's worth noting a lot of these questions that we're asking, the fact that we're even asking them kind of moves past questions that we had been asking about Jamie in the past. Yeah. Is he gonna stick with Cersei? Mm. And it seems like if he's fighting these battles on behalf of the Lannisters, he's sticking with Cersei. Yeah, that's a great point. You're right. It is. Yeah. Also, I think there's a there's something that we're all remiss for not mentioning. I guess it's probably because we don't want mm. to face the truth. But if Jamie's riding like this so viscerally without Bronn and a place like that, what does that mm. mean for Bronn? Yep. yep. Good point. Especially because you know, we that, saw that, him ear- in one of the earlier shots standing beside yeah, him. Yeah, Jamie. He's with yeah. Jamie yeah. and he's guiding the archers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're totally right. So, damn. So if Bronn dies, we riot. Yeah, Just that's one of those characters <laughs> yeah. that like, that's one of those that's oh, like, man. we had him on our list in season five. We thought Bronn was going to die in season five in Dorne. We thought Bronn was not getting out of Dorne alive. So he's already been on borrowed time, it feels like. So 
Uh, yeah. That's fair. I think he did too. Yeah. So that's <laughs> yeah. fair. But still, it's going to be painful if it happens because Braun is Braun mm-hmm. is hilarious. He's he's a great character. That's you know I would say he's a good person. Most of these people are not good people. Yeah. These characters no. are bad. Like we like. I said I like Jamie a minute ago, but I don't think he's it's like a great. good guy. He's he's great. It's like yes. Half he's, our he's interesting. He's compelling. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Braun um, is one who I'm going to say doesn't pretend to be on any kind of moral high ground right he's utilitarian he's yes. you know if i have to kill someone i'll kill someone if i'm getting paid money to do it i don't care what the motivation of the payer is as long as i get the money he's yeah many of the characters are gray in many ways and that's part of why i like the show so much speaking of characters and struggle we have a question from borat 69able <laughs> nice name <laughs> will Tyrion be conflicted as he sees the terror brought on by the dragons and dothraki will he possibly change sides will he be like look at all this destruction i didn't it's like what danny was like i didn't sign up for this when she was like when she told drogo like let's go take the iron throne it's like wait all this raping and murdering i didn't maybe i should have seen that coming but i didn't mm-hmm. Tyrion might be kind of faced with the same thing like well, you know this is, this as you're saying this what if the dragon that Jamie is charging is being ridden by Tyrion? Ridden by Tyrion. That's why he's so mad. That's and why he's maybe, so mad. And then he stops. And maybe Tyrion and then might lives. fly off. Or if Tyrion might just pull the dragon up and fly off and leave Jamie there alone on a battlefield defeated. They might yeah. want him as a hostage. They might want to capture him alive. Yeah. You know? That might be hard for the dragon to do. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> leave the soldiers underground to capture Jamie alive. Let's fly the dragon out of here. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think if there's if there's going to be any hesitation on either of their part, I think it's going to be the two of them facing each other. Um, otherwise, I don't I don't know if if there will be any hesitation for Tyrion or Jaime based off of the destruction, because I think that they both kind of understand the cost of war. So I yeah. think it's going to be the two of them together if something if something like that happens. That would be interesting. Yeah, that's a this is some very. A lot of smart questions here. I got to say, a lot of people pointing, uh, pointing our thoughts and <laughs> new, yeah, giving us new things to consider. That's really good. I love our community. Okay, uh, let's move on here. We've got a few questions that we'll, we're going to save for a little later because I've seen some questions here that we've we've already covered these topics. But we'll circle back and get some of the questions because I think we'll I think we'll probably still have a little time here. But let's make sure we cover everything before we circle back. So let's go to what we're calling. Casterly Rock, question mark, with some asterisks. We've got a shot here coming up with, this is Grey Worm giving the nod. It's like the knowing nod. And it's, he's approaching a little cleft in the water by a boat. This looks like a little commando raid. And there's two possibilities here, I think. Sean, you had a great idea for this. I'm pretty sure this is Casterly Rock. I'm based on the first trailer as well. But... Given what we saw with the the dead body on the battlements and the Jamie shot at, at the Red Keep, and the idea that maybe the Unsullied or this is the Unsullied getting into a secret, secret way through King's Landing instead of Castle Rock, but either way they, they could get this information from Tyrion. Tyrion knows Castle Rock really well. He could tell them, "Hey, there's a secret way you can get in this way." Mm-hmm. And but so would Varys. Varys would know secret passages more so at King's Landing, Castle Rock. Although Varys has a pretty broad network of spiders, right? He kind yeah. of a he could know some secrets of Castle Rock too. So, do you guys have any thoughts on that? Did you? What? Which ones do you got? What was your? What's your pick? Do you think it's Castle Rock, King's Landing, or maybe something else entirely? I think it's. I think it makes more sense to be Castle Rock. I don't think that it's going to be King's Landing in this specific instance. I think that strategically, it would make sense to take something like Castle Rock. And I think that, given what we know about Tyrion's backstory, about how familiar he is with the sewers and the drainage system there, um, yeah. I think that he having some real way in could be a huge asset um, and an easy 
take for the team. And here we have an image it reminds me of that I think backs this theory up, which is it's when, when you see this shot in fast motion, it looks like a bunch of unsullied breaking through a gate. But in slow motion, it's Unsullied opening mm-hmm. a gate for the other Unsullied. Yeah. And the Unsullied who are opening the gate don't have shields. They don't have spears. They look like a commando group, whereas the ones they're opening up have their full gear, have the spears and the full and their shields and everything. Whereas this other group, they, they're more lightly armed. So now that could still be King's Landing. They could be opening up a door mm-hmm. to let these other Unsullied in King's Landing. But I, I'm definitely going to say Cashley Rock. That's my guess. Yeah, me too. One of my thoughts was that, well, I have a series of thoughts. One is, it'd be awesome to see Cashley Rock. I yes. think that'd be neat. Yeah, and they yeah. have, I feel like, hit up pretty much every other significant location, even some not-so-significant locations without getting to Cashley Rock. So it makes sense for them, too. And strategically, it does make sense for a battle to go there. But there's no clear, there's no definitive thing we've seen so far of like, oh, that's it, that's Castle Rock. They haven't made that clear. Now, they might not want to make that clear. They might want to save the surprise. So I I can see it going either way. But since there's nothing clear to make it Casterly Rock, it makes me lean towards King's Landing. Okay. Mm. Okay, cool. Well, we'll have to see. That'll be neat. Okay. You're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> Let us move on. Okay, so I think that's our that's our last image from the Casterly Rock scenes. Now we're moving on to something interesting here i really there's a lot of this is also in the top five most confusing maybe the most difficult to discern what's happening here someone big i think it could be perspective drawing a sword in it sort of looks like an arena setting there's just a lannister guard standing in the distance just standing there calmly and it's you know there's like some ridges around them it's not like a or anything i don't see any crowd gathered so but it's the, the prevailing theory is that that's Sandor Clegane. Clegane and uh, he's getting baby. ready to fight his brother. <laughs> Can we get hype about that possibility? <laughs> is it okay if we I do? I think so. Let's do it. Confirm. We don't normally record on camera, <laughs> so uh, I'm going to... Come here, Strike. Are you guys... Come oh, over here. Let's get hype so you're not used to drool, drooling during... Uh, uh, not worrying about that? Oh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't... Re- I was talking about dog drool. <laughs> Good. Steven Strike loved Clegane Bowl. He knows how to get high. It's about like a certain house. way you hold his balls. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what, me? <laughs> That's true. You know, honestly, his favorite scenes from Game of Thrones are anything with Ramsey because Ramsey usually has dogs with him. And he's just always like watching the screen because they're always barking. Was he jealous when the other dogs ate Ramsey? Was he like, I want a bite of that too? <laughs> he was. He was, yeah. I almost said something worse, but I'll, I'll leave that. Anyway, Clegable get hyped. <laughs> 2K17. I mean, this is the dream. I can't, it could really be happening. It's one of those things where it's like, is this something that because I've been saying get hyped for Clegable since... I don't know, 2011, that um, we're just trying to like <laughs> seek it out. But I don't know. This this time it's pretty convincing. Bias. Yeah. It- I used to say it before I knew what it meant. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, well, you didn't know what hype yeah, meant? Yeah, safe, <laughs> no, safe to say I'm so... So here for this. Let's do it. So there's a. Uh, we're selling shirts. We have Clegane Bowl shirts at Con of Thrones in the merch place. Oh, I was like, we're doing a Clegane so Bowl shirt. I'm going to be wearing one of those for sure. Do you still have the image yeah. up, by the way? <laughs> Even if uh, yeah, the, the, it, now yeah, you wanted to point something out odd about this image. It seemed look on the left side there. That at first to me looked like part of the structure in the background, which also at first to me looked like some 
something built like but now it looks maybe. now it looks maybe more part of a mountainside or maybe some mix it's, it's really hard to say but that structure right in the left i thought was part of that background some sort of tunnel coming out but now looking at it real close it looks like a crate yeah there's a there's even a plank on top yeah mm-hmm. and yeah maybe it's a platform and if you can ship an imp maybe you can ship a hound yeah exactly i <laughs> I, I don't know how far my mind is stretching to explain yeah this it seems image, really but, weird to think that that's what's happening but <laughs> but think about how and why the hound is in this moment what's the timeline how does he get here when does he get here yeah mm-hmm. like at the end of season six he's like yep we're heading north right, so what exactly. is he doing there yeah like yeah it's that's that's why i picked this as a top five mm-hmm. most confusing image i wonder if he could be yeah. a trojan horse of sorts you know something uh, being carried in in a crate as a gift or just supplies or something he burst out all of a sudden to fight his brother how does he know <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little vignette <laughs> for us like a little aside of like he's in the north doing his thing up there because we've we've seen him the rest of the time we've seen him in the trailer he's been in, obviously in the north and we get like a quick little aside of a fan favorite moment and then we just like head back to the storyline <laughs> go back to the rest of it yeah, yeah. <laughs> one thing i mentioned at the beginning of this is is there's a chance that that's not him do you guys think there's any chance that's not yes, sandor i do <laughs> i don't want to yeah, talk about it though <laughs> but yes i know <laughs> honestly if it's not who Until is it though yeah. who would that character be it doesn't matter yeah. if it's not sandor then then we're all mad no. you know yeah <laughs> if it's not clegane I mean, we don't be... care if it's not scottish I really it's want <laughs> I wonder if Gregor will know that it's Sandor that he's fighting, you know? Oh, maybe. How aware he is, even. Yeah. yeah. So here's It a, won't matter to Sandor. Here's a question that no. we got in our last Q&A. That's, there was a book Q&A, but it absolutely applies here, or could apply here. It's worth asking, since we're talking about the mountain that rides Gregor. If the walkers can control undead beings, could they grab oh. control of him? Yeah, yeah, <gasps> yeah. Right, terrifying. Right, that might them? be why they need to be put him down. That's why it may become urgent. Maybe Cersei is dead. Maybe they're just out. Maybe the Lannisters are done. But but the mountain is still rampaging across the countryside, just killing things. <laughs> just wow. someone needs to stop that thing. It's just mm, he just yeah. doesn't have a master anymore. Maybe Kyburn dies. <laughs> he just went just... back to what he knows. <laughs> he also yeah. might be taken out in battle with Jaime. Maybe he's part of the force on Ooh, the field. That would be useful. Yeah, <laughs> it's like just everybody. Get behind him mm-hmm. and let him go first. Maybe yeah. like having the giant in the north. It would be exactly like that, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I like that. But but yeah, that's kind of neat. So good, 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 good ideas there. Okay, so let's see here. We've got. Let's start going to just. just oh, there's, is there any more? I think we have no more. I don't think we have any more shots. So let's talk. Let's just take some questions here. We've got plenty of questions left. Maybe we'll go for another twenty minutes here or so, and uh, call it a night. But we definitely have some good questions. So let's get get going here. Here's a good one. All right, so let's circle back to Danny and John. The reason we would mention Danny and John is because from the other trailer, it really sounds like Danny is making, or, or which maybe is that this trailer? I forget. One of the trailers, Danny is, John is like, our families fought together. That, that is this one. trailer. This that, one. Is, that was yeah. this one. Yeah. Where they're talking about our families fought together for hundreds of years. It's, probably talking to danny there or but maybe not he could be talking to the rest of the north but i don't think so because the north is already like declared yeah like, declared for him so and from the first trailer we've also got shots of of what looks like davos going to dragonstone to, and maybe john is with him so there's a cop there's a lot to talk about with that first of all this question from lady mikhail of moonacre leader of the Werewood protectorate alliance a, a lovely name mm-hmm. that is a lovely proposes, name she proposes two scenarios 
what will be the impetus for Danny to get to John? The two uh, the two scenarios are Danny enters Dragonstone and finds the old letter from Mormont begging for oh. help left there by Stannis when he departed for the wall. Oh, that is a great idea. Yeah. Interesting. Really good idea. The, that is so But cool. there's another even more perhaps simpler explanation because also in the first trailer we see Melisandre at Dragonstone. Melisandre could just tell Danny about John and that's that. I think that might be a simpler explanation. Uh, what do you guys think? I think the, I think I favor the second one because we have confirmation from the first trailer that Melisandre is there. Right. That's a whole other question. What is Melisandre going to do? Like Davos shows him like her. She's bad news, you know. And Danny isn't going to be cool with, you know, Childburner. <laughs> well, <laughs> Davos know? isn't necessarily going to be there to tell her. But by the time Danny encounters Davos, she might have already been won over by Melisandre. That's true. Right. That's or true. Have already interacted with her in some way. Yeah. Or yeah. Davos might even be killed before. She- Melisandre ever gets to John. Because Melisandre might just flip out when she meets Danny, being like, oh, you're the one. one. You're the one I've been looking for. Oh my God. I've been (laughs) looking for you. I thought you were Stannis and whoops. Turns out you're a girl. Should have known. Should have known. That's definitely going to be like, I'm very curious Melisandre's reaction to meeting, assuming they meet. I think they will. It really looks like they'll be at the same location. So Mm -hmm. yeah. I think so. I wonder if what sort of religious advisor Danny is bringing with her in the first place. Mm. I wonder if some other red priestess will be coming along with Danny that might know Melisandre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That could be interesting that would too. Be very interesting. I was going to say, I think Danny's the kind of person to kind of draw her conclusions about someone by herself, not based off of like other people's opinions. So I feel like I agree with that. You know what I mean? Her there with Melisandre. I think that since they're both vastly intelligent, I think that Danny's going to be able to relate to her. I just don't see her like casting her out. You know what I mean? But I don't know. Maybe it's kind of hard to gauge because I've never really thought about those two characters together until I saw you know, them. And that's a great way to put it. Yeah, the trailer. You, it's be hard for her to cast her out. That was how Stannis felt. Stannis wasn't exactly didn't, you know, he he had to know on some level that she was bad for him politically, but he figured it was worth it because she's just so powerful. She's her just power so, had been demonstrated. Yeah. Her that's a great that's an even and, better way to put it. Her, her power had been demonstrated. Commitment to, I guess, her loyalty or whatever, devotion. Yeah. Even if, like, Stannis didn't believe everything she said, you're right. Like, her power was, she clearly had some. Mm-hmm. I, I still wanted to say, by the way, thinking about who John was talking to about the families fighting together, if that was Danny, I, I still think that's going to be much deeper into the season, like maybe the end. But I also think it's possible that it, he still could be talking to some other families in the North. Like, it's one thing for them to all swear allegiance to John. It's another thing for them to maintain allegiance with a zombie army in front yeah. of them, right? He might have to reinvigorate their commitment. Yeah. Um, and he might also have to win over other families who aren't even in the North, right? You know he what? That to... makes a lot of sense. You know, I think you're right. I think what we're seeing, I just kind of just dawning on me now, I think what we're seeing is I think the Danny John stuff is going to come after his journey to the North to have this, this big fight and where he barely escapes or has this experience. Because that's when he's going to... Because otherwise... Where, where's the help from Danny in those scenes? Like, yeah. she's just like, or we're thinking she's just like, nah, I'm not going to help you. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of curious because I'm not totally, you know, I'm not totally convinced that Danny's going to be concerned or worried about what's going on in the North when she may be more focused on what's going on in King's Landing. And so I was almost wondering mm. if, like, Danny, if John's, it's kind of the way around and John's the one who's asking for help or who's coming to Danny looking for so, something yeah. and that and, may that may be another key part of Melisandre's role too because yeah. remember Melisandre told Stannis she's like no forget that other stuff we need to go north mm. right. right she was immediately saw that as the the real threat or danger Danny might show up 
win her battles or plot out and win her battles for a while and then move on to what Tyrion's advising is you got to figure out how to rule this land now that you won the battles. And then and, comes, and here comes Jon saying, oh, wait for that. We got to make sure the land is safe first. Speaking of ruling the land. And she's like, no, no, no. I got to do what Tyrion said. We got to get the families united. And Melisandre would be like, no, 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 no. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, I'd be interested. We have arguments between Tyrion and Melisandre. Yeah. That'd be interesting. <laughs> yeah. And I, well, even Tyrion knows it too. He got the same letter requesting help in the Norse, but he kind of knew he didn't have, I don't like know, he did, enough he equity to do anything about it. Yeah. He brought it up. He read this letter and everyone's like, silly, silliness <laughs> in the North. Yeah. And Tyrion's like, okay, fine. I'll set this aside for now. I do have other troubles. It's not that Tyrion doesn't think it's legitimate. He just knew he couldn't actually do anything about it. So he tried to work on what he could do something about. Here's another little thing to consider as far as timing. This is, I'm piecing some more things here as we're talking about it. Okay, so what we just figured out, if if uh, John comes to Sansa, uh, Sansa, if John comes to Danny after he's had his jaunt in the north, that fits because it's after he's really shown what how dangerous things are, and plus the whole problem of Danny not apparently helping him. It would make sense that this would all happen after they both had their early season experiences. Let's say John is fighting north of the wall. He's gone north with his companions. Maybe he deals with these wildlings also or whatever it is. Meanwhile, Danny has her field of fire. Her, she takes Castle Rock, perhaps, does these other things. But King's Landing is where this gets a little tricky. Because John is clearly coming, and Davos, this messenger, comes to Dragonstone, not King's Landing. So either Danny has not taken King's Landing yet by the time this happens, which is very interesting because why would she not have King's Landing? Or she just uh, or uh, she just is deciding not to rule from King's Landing, which would be an interesting decision. She might just be like, okay, I'm going to I'm going to ha- keep my seat at Dragonstone. That's that a risk. Weird. That's risky. That would be weird. That would I be can weird. think of a reason to explain both those. Okay. Taking King's Landing would destroy King's Landing. It might, especially if you use your dragons. Right? You know. Exactly. It's just not worth it. She and and what's Cersei going to do for King's Landing? Mm. They'll just hold out. Just like Dragonstone hold, held out in the Rebellion. Mm. Right? So Cersei can try to hold out, but she, she'll be surrounded by the Navy. She'll be dragons. Mm. The, the Cersei just, they'll just put her off as not being able to affect things and not being a priority given everything else. And Dragonstone could serve as a capital. Uh, you see, I, I think there's enough reasons why it could play out that way. I like it. Yeah. Okay, um, next question. Let's China see. could take Taiwan, but they would destroy Taiwan. You know, it's just mm. not worth it, you know? I mean, yeah, that's a good parallel. Okay, good question from Steph Q. Or, sorry, from Steph Q&A. <laughs> <laughs> Steph, Steph Q&A. <laughs> what reaction will Sansa have to Bran's powers? Good question. Hmm. Yeah, that's going to be freaky. I think Bran's powers are going to freak a lot of people out. Like, yeah. not just Sansa, but... Sansa and maybe more than others because they're like, whoa, this is my brother. <laughs> but uh, yeah, also just reacting to him still being alive. Like this is just a general reaction to Bran and his powers. Is That's a, that's a lot of right. questions there. I think Sansa's seen enough. She's been around. I, you know, I don't know if she'll be that surprised. She's seen. She, wait, did did Sansa ever? Sansa never saw. Uh, what's the new Gregor? What's his no, name? She, she's, Robert Strong. The Robert Sansa Strong. Never no, she saw mm-hmm. gone she's gone. Yeah, she was gone. Mm-hmm. I think it depends on what what bran ends up doing or being or how he uses his powers i think that's a lot hinges on that for me personally generally northerners are more acceptant of this type of thing in the first place though right oh definitely more but if he's 
but if he's caving into a, a way that we don't like, I, mean, I just don't see him doing that on purpose, though, Hannah. You know what I mean? Like we mentioned that he would do it on accident, which probably has a lot to do with the White Walkers movements, which is going to be a exciting thing to see. Slash, it's also a shame that it's happening at all. But yeah, I, I like know. the idea of Brand maybe making you know causing harm by accident, which he's already done. Yeah, already, exactly. Uh, lethal, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like that theme of the power, his power being dangerous. Yeah, I don't you think know, he has like malice. <laughs> Yeah. Once again, a lot of it is kind of parallels Luke Skywalker, like he wasn't properly trained. His training got cut short. He's just starting to dip into the potential of his powers and loses his mentor. So he is more likely to misuse it without trying to end up hurting someone. Yeah. Here's two related. Here's two more correct questions related to each other that uh, take us back to Dragonstone again. Melisandre doesn't appear in this trailer. What is she going to do this season? And from Amanda L. and from Carol Funk. Yes, Aziz, what is Mel doing? Was she there at Dragonstone before Danny got there? That's an interesting consideration. That that's where she runs off to. And then Danny arrives there and Melisandre's already there. I wonder why Melisandre would go there. But maybe because it's the volcanoes. I don't know. She's, you know, a red priest. She wants to be around the heat. I don't know. Just to go she back there. She may have had a vision. She may have just had a vision. Maybe she left some stuff there. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think that that's it's just a place that she's familiar with. I mean, she's not really familiar with a lot of spaces in Westeros. And so I think that that's probably just like the first thing. I mean, she is riding off having been sent away by John. Where else is she going to go that would make sense for her? And I think that for her, that's a familiar place. Disney and, World. Yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> well, we Camelot. Uh, or she knew to go well, there. One thing that we might have to consider is that she says to Arya that we will meet again. Mm. And so that's got to happen at some point. I was yes, sort of assuming could, that she was going to run into away. the Brotherhood without banners. That Sandor and the rest of them are heading north. She's heading uh, south. Mm-hmm. I thought they'd cross paths. Mm. And they still might cross paths and in her head on to Dragonstone mm. from there. And Arya did have Melisandre on her list for a while. It was She took her off the list. I, we don't know why. But from season four to season five, her list shrunk by half for no apparent reason. But <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but Melisandre was on it. <laughs> okay. Here's a, not a question, but a comment. Big E. I just pictured Davos sitting in Shireen Baratheon's old room. Oh, <laughs> man, man, that is a downer, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> but a good comment still. I do think Davos would have some... I do think there's a good chance of some nostalgia moments from Davos mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. and some sadness. Um. Okay. Le- Le- uh, Liat Rubenfield. What will Varys do this season? Good question. We haven't seen much of him. He's barely in the trailers at all. There's at one point you can see him standing behind Danny, but that's it. Mm-hmm. I have a tough time with this. I don't see a lot of what Varus will do. Do you guys have any ideas on what, what he'll do? Helping her rule a little bit, but seems like more that's going to be Tyrion's yeah. job. Yeah, I think that he'll be doing A, a lot of swimming, <laughs> and B, a lot of uh, a lot of working with the, uh, like he said he always wanted to do, which was work with the other houses locally and try to turn people to the Targaryen mm. cause, the Queen's back, that kind yeah, of I mean, thing. he did work with, right? he, we did see him in that final scene working with Elena and the Sand Snakes mm-hmm. and like, mm-hmm. hey, join mm-hmm. team women and no penis. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, it's perfect. Varys, Theon, all the Unsullied. I, I'm disappointed by this because I do like his character, but I don't expect to see hardly any of them. Yeah. Generally speaking, his role has been sort of a behind-the-scenes collaborator of the houses, right? And at this point, everyone's already lined up. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. What, what kind of collaborations there are they is, trying to make anymore? So. There is less room for intrigue now. Yeah. It's more about open war and 
things just resolution of plot lines that have been building for a long time you're right this is less about the game of thrones and now just open war lots of fighting and yeah i agree there's fewer factions to end game of thrones yeah there's like people that haven't taken sides yet and before now everyone's like everyone like you said everyone's on a side now it's Mm -hmm. not maybe virus will try to get people someone to flip from one side to another that kind of thing but even that is uh might be a little too much for tv I think what hopefully he kills I what I would like to see <laughs> is for Jamie to be captured and Varus to have a scene with him. I'd like to see for mm-hmm. Varus and Jamie have a, a conversation, much like Varus and Ned's scene. Oh, okay. that's cool. Interesting. Also, if we're talking about people we want Varus to talk to, uh, Arya, Ooh. Sansa, <laughs> John, for sure. That'd be neat. Uh, <laughs> That's a long he list. Might, we won't go over all of them. Few, he might have some info as well, right? Mm-hmm. Also, I'd like to see him talk to ghosts, <laughs> honestly. I think that he'd do well with animals, personally. I don't know. Here's a question from Tracy Frey Van Winkle. Does Sansa repeating a Ned line give you hope for a little stark vengeance for, meaning against, Littlefinger? Yeah. I think we sort of touched on that earlier. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I think that is one of the major things hanging over peter's head that could undo him is that the knowledge that he betrayed ned it's it's definitely not a sure thing that that information will come out but as we said before there is a way for that to happen in brand and maybe another way that we haven't considered and there's almost no way that won't be answered if if yeah. sansa and brand with brand there too i mean brand's gonna be at winterfell too and maybe john like all of them might find this out they may, they may all be confronted with hey this guy is why ned stark is dead and then Littlefinger, nothing will save Littlefinger at that point. No. I, oh, no. I tell you, though, I think it's, I, I could be wrong. I'm not very confident about this, but I think it's at least as interesting to think about Littlefinger not being caught in any way and him oh, continuing yeah. to climb up the ladder, you I know, like that, yeah. to, 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 whether he's pitting Sansa against John or sending John, hey, John, you're actually the true heir, and maybe pitting John against Danny or Danny and John rule Westeros together, and at least Sansa by herself in the north with Littlefinger manipulating her. I, I can see him still coming out on top of all this. This is pretty chaotic. This is what he thrives in. So, yeah. That's chaos. true. That's a really good point, Sean. So, yeah. that, I mean, that would be more interesting if he didn't just kind of fall to the side, if he kept kind of being Littlefinger. Yeah, I mean, what's going to be more but, chaotic than all this that we're seeing? Like, yeah. everyone fighting and like, yeah, you're right. That's a good point. He does thrive on this sort of thing. Yeah. I just yeah, he does. want Sansa to just take him out, though. You know, I can't help it. I can't help it. Just stab him. Like, not even like send him to be executed, like actually yeah. physically stab him herself. That would be something. I can't help it. <laughs> that would be cool. I think Sansa is the person who I want to win whatever that means exactly i think i want sansa to win the game of thrones (laughs) me too that would be cool me too it could definitely go worse than sansa we could definitely pick a worse figure (laughs) to be in charge of at least a lot of the survivors whoever they are (laughs) well shall we move on to the awesome game of owns tradition of doing owns i think we've covered all the questions now a lot we've got a few left but i think we basically answered them because they're similar to other Mm -hmm. questions so Apologize if we missed any questions that we didn't already answer, but I think we got them all. So how about that? We want to move on to the owns? Yeah. Let's do cool. it. Well, you guys take it away. This is your so what do you guys think? Well, what do you think? I mean, hmm. for us, um, owns started, you know, back in the day because we, we wanted to uh, make a little 
fun situation where people could tell us their favorite. I think like for us, when we talked about Game of Thrones, it was more like we would talk about the highlights or like someone did this or someone said that and it really stuck out to us. And we just put a ridiculously, we talked about it today, as these yeah. ridiculously weird name on it. <laughs> Didn't really think people would listen and now they are. And now we can really can't, it's just, it is. Uh, but it's, uh, we just, uh, at a certain point in the episode, whether it's uh, a chapter discussion or read through a Feast with Dragons or whether it's uh, uh, during the season, uh, or during trailers and stuff like this, we just talk about our favorite moments and we ask the listeners to do the same and they've written in. And uh, I'm curious to know what all of you, like what's your, mm, what do you think? I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the, my own is going to go to, my own is going to go to Jamie for making me fear for his life. That's the, <laughs> he's the character I'm most worried for. Like That's a lot reaching. of characters I think are on the chopping block, but he's one of the most obvious and the one of them that I would actually care about. So I think, I mean, Cersei's, I'm not going to cry when Cersei's gone. I'm not going to cry when Jamie's gone, but I'm not going right. to, I'm going to be like, man, she really had that coming. And Jamie's cul- it was funny is Jamie is culpable of so much of what Cersei's done. He's continued to stay behind her, but you know, human emotions and what we like and don't like doesn't always make sense. Well, a lot <laughs> oh, of no, the most recent stuff she's done, he's not, I mean, I guess yeah. he's staying behind her, but he wasn't part of the plan to blow up the set. Yeah, right? no, he, he had no idea. Happy and I think that. he would have stopped it if he was there and aware. Right? Mm-hmm. You're right about that, yeah. Well, what's your own then, Sean? Do you have one? I think it's Sansa. I think it's the, the, the quote, oh, yeah. finger, you know, like <laughs> a slow walk. But fight all the battles in your mind. Don't, yeah, I think uh, the, the the, the mix of the image of Sansa and, and Littlefinger's advice, I think, is in mine. Right on. That's good. That's pretty um, good. Mine, I'll go next. Uh, mine is also Sansa, which I think that people who <laughs> listen to our podcast, yeah. <laughs> people who listen to Game of Thrones are not surprised because I'm a major Sansa apologist. But um, her line, her the, the Pack Survives line, I just like had to sit on the floor for a little while after listening <laughs> to that. Um, I'm just really excited about her growth and her in this, you know, what, what she's capable of. And, and, you know, we've talked a lot about her and Littlefinger and the rest of her family. And I just felt like the trailer ended so, so perfectly with the way she delivered that line. So own to yeah. own to that. Right on. Oh, this is really hard for me. So I'm going to give two, just uh, two owns that aren't my own <laughs> that are just, they are built in. You know what I mean? <laughs> Ramin Javadi for oh, yeah. the score. Blood and Seven. That's everyone's. And also just to the trailer itself for just really being next level, I thought. I think they brought it, you know, for for as much as we're all looking forward as a community and people even that aren't listening to these podcasts or going to the convention, uh, they did a good job, I think, hitting bases for us and bases for the people that don't know the intricacies of the lore. And I, I mixed that in with a bunch of just action and, and payoffs that we expected. Like I said, I didn't expect to see until, you know, season eight or at least during the season, I got to see weeks ahead of it, you know, in the trailer. So that was pretty cool. But my own of the trailer simply goes to Beric Dondarrion and Lightbringer. Just (laughs) so cool. Just, I mean, honestly, what was that? You know, how did he do that? I was tempted to do that to call it. As well, <laughs> <laughs> so cool. In, so in season cool. two or three, just, he lights yeah. it with his blood, like he lights the flame, the sword with his blood. But he did that time. He just it just ignites. He just just holds it up. 
I can never get my. He was in action mode. I, the Lord of Light was tapping into him. You know what I mean? I can never get my sword to light on fire. <laughs> I know it's rough. Yeah, at least not right when you want it. You're like, you have to like. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> Is that a Viagra euphemism? I thought that's where yeah, he was yeah, going with it. I don't know. Getting my sword back. Comedy. <laughs> well, when it's that cold in the north, I can understand. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Bring it you need back. something to light your fire. Well, we have we have these ohms from people from from some fans. You guys have these on your screen. Do you, uh, Zach and Hannah? Do you mm-hmm. want to read these or should I? Oh okay, yeah, we yeah. Go. go ahead, read these then. Yeah, let's let's. Well, hit, well let's here's hit. how we do them. You guys want to read them with us? We usually just go person okay, to person, sure. and we read off their things. Yeah. So, what do you want to you want to start yeah, it off? Oh, yeah, Hannah? Hannah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I can go first. Um, let me see. So first off on Twitter, um, we have Daryl who says, "My own goes to Drogon's smile. That smile." you make when you're about to throw down on serious meat buffet hashtag oh baby i have my own hot sauce <laughs> can you imagine what an actual meat buffet this the pro appropriate size for epic would look like <laughs> it'd be a mm-hmm. field of yeah, cows a bunch of living cows and it's like bro you cook it yourself like yeah you do cook it yourself <laughs> um i can go next this is akash singh who writes my own goes to ramian javadi for sending chills down my spine for over an entire year yeah perfect Okay, yep. I'll do the next one. We have Jen Calhoun. Own to Arya, who is definitely wearing the hound's face as in, and is in the dragon pit about to cross the mountain off her list. Oh, my. <laughs> Hashtag prove me wrong. You know, it's funny. Is some people thought that that was Arya, like just because the angle is so hard to tell. It's like the camera angle. It could be. It, makes, it looks like a large person, but from the camera angle, it could be somebody else. But there's a lot of theories hilarious. about who Arya is in this trailer, because I also was reading one about uh, Arya, Arya standing next to Bran. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Sean. Okay and okay says own to Clegane for bowl. <laughs> well, that is concise and to the point and uh, on target for what you're just talking about. Mm-hmm. Next, we've got uh, Molly Reasley who says, My own goes to the Game of Thrones marketing team for finally getting it right and making Sansa the trailer's focus. Ah. Hashtag Sansa Fierce. Yeah. <laughs> Jasmine Booth writes, Own to whoever made Bran a wheelchair. Took six seconds, and I'm sure Mira's like, Are you fucking serious? That's all it took. <laughs> Okay, Andrew Lowe says, my own goes to Old Nine Lies himself, Beric Dondarrion, and Lightbringer? Question mark, hashtag, I get Mm. knocked down, but I get up again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we've got John Webster. Is anybody really going to give their own to anybody other than the flaming sword wielding Beric freaking Dondarrion? (laughs) Okay, so he is winning the owns so far. (laughs) Um, next we have, uh, Russell P who says own to John with the trailer's last shot, looking like a true general king in the North impossible or impossibly the warrior of light hashtag winter is here. And a bunch of great emojis. Yeah. Those yep. like a knight's king and a dire wolf and a snowflake and some cross swords. Yeah. Those are, those are on point. Emojis. On point. Mm-hmm. Joel Sheridan writes, this is in quotes. Lone wolf dies, but the pack survives as John rides away. Hurt from the white fight. Ooh. Hashtag chills, but not from oh, yeah. the cold. Nice, nice. Also white fight. All right. From Rune Fear. Uh, hopefully I said that right. Own to Creepy Peter. Next time I rewatch that shot, I might just start laughing. Yeah, him just looking around the <laughs> corner. Good. So perfect for him. Wind of the White Fawn. Own to the Light of the Seven for continuing to be the best piece of Game of, well, piece of Thrones score and always giving me chills. That is not mm. the first person to mention that. So yeah, mm-hmm. Raman Jawadi is kicking ass. Yeah, as we <laughs> can expect. Um, Jenny Burner on Twitter, Sansa with that classic line: "When the snow snows fall and the white winds blow, the lone wolf dies, but the pack survives." Hashtag pack reunion. And there's a wolf emoji. I don't know if it came with the hashtag or not, but that's yeah. cool. 
Mafirva. It feels like cheating, but all of it. <laughs> it's good that you're reading this one. flaming sword to Jamie charging the battlefield to Sansa repeating Ned's yeah. words. From Big Blue Kool-Aid, Brandon, his new <laughs> old friend and medieval Professor X chair. <laughs> that's a good way yes. to put it. That is a nice looking yes. chair. I, you know what? I think that's why they had to kill off Doran Martell so that his wheelchair could be sent north. Because it's a, it's, a, it's a Valerian steel wheelchair that there's only one of. <laughs> James Carson. Jamie Lannister riding on that horse, ready to unleash hell. In all caps. Hashtag, <laughs> yeah, hashtag who needs two hands. Um, <laughs> next, we're going to move to Facebook. We have Ashley Green Richardson, who said, I feel afraid, very afraid. Where is Sam? Is something going to happen to Drogon? Why does Sansa look so suspicious? What is the gr- growling creature the walkers have? Who is the old man at the Weirwood tree? So many questions. Right on. Sorry, Ashley, Actually, she got through that. Those are questions. Jane Calder. <laughs> Did anyone notice how much Sansa looks like Melisandre in the opening shot and the red puffiness of her eyes as she was crying? Hashtag shit's about to get really real. <laughs> that is a good point. She did look like maybe she was about to cry or had been crying. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It looks like these have degraded into just general comments of emotion <laughs> instead of owns. <laughs> <laughs> They're still entertaining, however, so we'll keep going. They are very entertaining. <laughs> Chris C. Holly. I may have yelled loudly at the screen once during that trailer. Okay. Okay, five times. Don't judge. Okay, no, we're going to judge. Mm-hmm. We're going to judge you well. Yes. That's mm-hmm. a, yes. <laughs> Only five times? You're welcome. Get with it, man. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Max Fetterman, own to Barrett for inventing the Westerosi lightsaber. <laughs> Sean got the Star Wars one. What's that? Of course, Sean got the Star Wars one. I know, it's perfect. He's even got a Millennium Falcon right here. Yeah. It's destiny. That's so cool. I've been staring at your shirt it's this destiny. whole time. <laughs> um, next is my favorite one that we got this whole time um, from David Sulio, who just wrote hashtag that song. <laughs> so true. Uh, <laughs> this is from Nobody Ever. Those shots of Drogon in battle are amazing, but I'm really looking forward to watching Game of Thrones handle the battle mm. at sea. It's something new for Game of Thrones. We've seen dragons, a White Walker, and Cersei's smugness before. <laughs> da, da, da. That's true. The only real sea battle we had was the dragons burning a bunch of ships. It wasn't ships versus ships. It was ships like, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. What do we do about this? Yeah. Uh, we can't do much about this. That's a great point. Uh, from Joey Catney's So Many Feels. Ned saying from Sansa really gave me hope for her decisions. Excellent. Nerd flicks and chill. <laughs> this may be the best trailer Thrones has ever done. I'm doing a high note. Well, thank you guys for. Sh- I feel like Ashea, even though you're technically handling a lot of stuff, you should like shout us your own from this trailer. <laughs> what was your favorite part of this trailer? My favorite part was seeing Jamie on his horse going through the field. I mean, assuming it's him, it looks like him. Yeah, yeah. The Jamie's yeah. rampage run is, is Ashea's own. It in case you guys so can hear. Apocalyptic. It does. It really yeah. Yeah, oh, it does. It's so tragic. It really it does. does. That's why it gives that feeling of Jamie's last charge. Yeah, yeah. really. Oh, boy. Let's not go back to that, though. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess that covers it for everybody. Thanks for everyone who came live and participated in asking us questions and helping make this trailer discussion extra fun. Obviously, thanks to Hannah and Zach. You guys were awesome. We really had fun doing an episode with you guys. Yeah. Look forward to- yeah, I know we've been planning doing something together for a while. I'm glad that the trailer happened like it yeah. did and it was able to happen this way. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a lot of fun. Thank you guys. This was like 
trailer was like a, a minute and some seconds. <laughs> two minutes. Two, yeah. two, two whole minutes. So, Welcome yeah. to my okay, life, so we got, we got two hours of discussion about a two-minute trailer. <laughs> is every episode covered going to be like an eight-hour? How I many mean, minutes is that? <laughs> we do a lot of episode coverage. We all do. Yeah. There are over a hundred hours of programs at Con of Thrones. Think about that <laughs> for a, a second. Of, yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Well, to mention Con of Thrones one more time, all of us will be there. We really hope to see you all there as well. And both Game of Bones and History of Westeros have active Patreon campaigns. We usually do shout outs for patrons, but since it's a guest episode, we uh, we won't get into that this time. But check both of our Patreons out. And if you feel like helping out, do so. Uh, we've obviously got a lot going on during the season, so it's, it's definitely jam time for us all. We'll be having a lot of fun and we hope you guys are going to be with us. So I guess we could sign off. You guys have anything else to say? I don't want to speak for everyone. No, just it's been really great. And thanks everyone who's participated. And it's been really fun to hang out with you guys. Yeah, thank you for having us. This has been a lot of fun. And thanks to everyone who's been watching live and chatting along with us and been trying to keep up. And everyone seems really smart. And please listen to both of our podcasts. Listen to all the Game of Thrones yes. podcasts, you know. And if you're not coming next week, uh, we'll be releasing stuff from Con of Thrones and it'll be featuring all of those shows and many other people so it's gonna be cool if you're there say hi yeah you know you know what we look like sean's gonna be there (laughs) sean you're on a bunch of panels but this is gonna be a fun this is gonna be a good time okay well valar morgulis everybody valar season seven is not long now (laughs) so we'll sign off until the next episode from game of owns and history of westeros whether together or separate we'll see you then Thanks also to our patrons. We have all our patrons at the end this time. So thanks to Lord Mark of House Joseph, the snow in Winterfell, rider of Mazalakartho, the white dragon with green scales, horns, wings, and talons. Thanks to the mysterious BR, Hand of the King. Thanks to Lord Jim the Fortuitous of Wars and Politics of Ice and Fire, and Warden of the West. Thanks to Lord George Stormsville the Cunning, Lord of the Chiliad, and Warden of the East. Thanks to Cabeth the Unfrozen, Lord of the Bricks and Castle Crimson Light, and Warden of the North. Thanks to Kelly McMath of Covington, Lady of the Villa Hills and Crescent Springs, Warden of the South. Thanks to Cole Coy, Master of the Bow, called Sunpiercer, whose legendary killing of Kevin, the ex-husband, will surely be spoken of for years to come. Our small council is Lord James Inkblade, the Scholar Knight, Master of Whisperers. Grand Maester Saria of the Barrows is Cinder of the Citadel. Lord Robert Jacobs is Master of Coin. Rosie the Clever is Master of Laws. Lord James Tuttle is Master of Ships. Lady Dyerliz of Castle Naki is the Alpha Patron. Lord Dan of the Red Mountains and Castle Great Bell is Breaker of the Second Stone. Lord Skip of the Velt is Lord of Castle Ganges. Mary Meg is Lady of the Bloody Stepstones. Gregor the Toasty is Lord of the Breadfort. Alicia Everlasting of the Greenblood is Lady of Desert Rose. Lord Ryan of Castle Stonegate is Guardian of the Rocky Mountain Pass. Lord Garen de Havilland is of Devil's Hand Keep. Ashlyn Winter is the Hawk's Eye, Lady of Castle Skyfall. Lady Mikkel of Moonacre is Leader of the Wereward Protectorate Alliance. Thanks for the question today. Lord Barone of Hillcrest is Lord of the Halls and Wielder of the Valyrian Steel Machete Everglazed. Lord Alistair Whitaker is Lord of the Dawnhold. Lord Bemmy Snugglebunny is Guardian of the Hidden Hundred Acre Werewood, Holder of the Vorpal Snugglebunny. Lord Osborne is of Castle Werewoods. Our roots run deep. Lord Brandon Brewer of Castle Blackrune is Sword Alesmith to House Stark, Grand Master of the Zithamanter's Guild and Keeper of the Buzz. Lord Imriel is of House Jordane, and Brian the Defender is Lord of the Spearfort and the Freelands, last scion of Clan McCulloch, Strength and Courage. First Sword is Jeff Gnarly the Longsnapper. King's Justice Sir Troy the Steady is Wielder of the Valyrian Steel Blade Fate. 
The Lord Commander of the History of Westeros Kingsguard is Sir Christopher Dane of Starfall, Sentinel of the Torrentine. The other six white swords are Sir Andrew the Dragonseed Prophet, Sir Dolorous D, Sir Darren the Red, Knight of the Forums, Elia of New York, Willa Crosbane, Guardian of White Tree and First Lady of the Free Folk, Sir Brian Rivers, the Bastard of the Riverlands. Also a special shout out to Sir Terence, Knight of the Cedars. The history of Westeros Knight's Watch is led by Lord Commander Daenerys Flint of the Night Fort, avenging the memory of Brave Danny. First Ranger Fabian Flowers, the Bastard of Greenshield. First Builder Patchface of Motley Wisdom. And First Steward Sir Jurion of the Torrentine, called Pale Wind. To support the show, go to historyofwesteros.com and click on the Patreon link to the right or the Donate button tab or shop through any of our Amazon links. Anything you buy there will give a little kickback to us, support the show. And that's all for today. Valar re-read us, Valar re-watch us, and we'll see you soon for more Season 7 coverage.